Welcome to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming, news, and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name's Daniel. And this is episode 115. Woo! Wowzers. That's 15 more than I thought. That's 115 more than I thought. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I couldn't think of a better occasion to, to celebrate summer <laughs> and games. Summer and 115 games? episodes of Save Room Proper. Okay. Yeah. So E3 means shit. Means jack shit to you, huh? That's not the celebration. I mean, yeah, we're here to talk about of it. summer. But come on, and man. And games, sir. Actually, to be fair, like yep. I said previously, Jeff Keighley owns the rights and law of summer. So summer belongs to him. Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keighley. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that we have to be like, oh, well, technically that's not at E3. And then like all the games that they were, that were shown there are out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. This is what e- E3 always wanted. They wanted the fuck over, Jeff. Huh. I think so. After he fucking took that thunder last year. E3 got canceled because of, I I don't know, I forget what circumstances made it get canceled. And then, Jeff took over. Okay? And he blew our minds with such titles as... I really just remember Evil Dead. Is there another one? Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff. Back for Blood. Back for Blood? There we go. Fucking crushing it. So now they're ostracizing our boy. Mm -hmm. Our tired, tired game man. Who, I'm not entirely confident what he does the rest of the year <laughs> maybe he takes a whole year to plan is it really that like i i mean it's a lot of planning a lot of orchestration a lot of production work obviously sure. a lot of getting all the partnership pieces in in motion in alignment yeah i i mean i couldn't imagine needing six months to a year to plan anything but i've never put on something as big as a gaming event so you know i've played a video game that takes about five <laughs> minutes to maybe install and right. and get going maybe get a good drink and smoke set up while i calibrate my settings and then right, i'm in right, right you know so you don't you're saying that you don't have an estimation of how long it takes to, <laughs> to I, have a summer game fest <laughs> no i don't have the numbers i don't have the estimates i don't have all of it drawn up unfortunately can i ask you another question you, that you won't have the answer to sure what is Jeff Keeley's net worth? Oh, wow. Like, how rich do you think he is? I think he's wealthy in gaming clout, but he probably <laughs> has, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 200K to his name. Oh, he's, he's super li- super liquid, um, okay. you know, otherwise. But. Just 200K to his name? Yeah. After the events yeah. that he, uh, I don't know, man, I think he might be a millionaire. Well, that, I would say that's live in his pocket, whereas I think the rest is... Uh, like he would have to liquidate his assets that was live in his pocket yeah, yeah. the rest yeah. are just statues yeah. of master chief and hideo well yeah he's canadian right he is canadian so That's true. would it be in loonies would in, it be in loonies in and toonies, toonies? Yes. <laughs> how much is his worth yes sir it Here, I'll, I'll look it up real quick we'll say jeff yeah if i could spell this geoff 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 kylie so one of my favorite things about uh jeff keely is that even though like he wasn't technically a part of e3 he was fucking everywhere like he was conducting yeah. interviews just being like this connective tissue with, within everything he showed up at the koch media showcase he did yeah that everyone's still talking about because koch media you know the underdogs came out of nowhere just stole the show with um uh talking yeah, Co- Koch Media. I hope they learned a lesson. Um, it's cock. It, Coke? Cock. No, whatever, man. No, it's cock. K-O-C-H. Sure. Say it how you will. Cock right? Media. A cock by any other name. Is no, coach. the save room <laughs> is saying that you need to say it cock. Okay. In front of them. Wow. Thank you. Wow. But yeah, I think uh, they put on a showcase that was okay. almost two hours long yeah. that maybe had five to seven minutes of actual gameplay and the rest of it was just interviews wow. and awkward fumbling. So I hope next year... 
they they have a more like live wire format. I hope next year they don't do anything. <laughs> like this is the wrong thing to want. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm letting you know that right now. No, if they want the wrong, show, they to show. have them show up again, no. You're out. You're out, cock. Listen, this episode's going to be a lot of me saying, hey... Cock pull out. Oh. Cock there. Coach game, not as strong as cock game. Hmm. So I, I pulled up the, <laughs> the Google search here, and uh, Jeff Keeley, his net worth is $1 million. Holy shit, he's a millionaire. $1 million. Hell yeah. I knew it, dude. I knew it. I looked at that man and I said, that's a millionaire. I mean, yeah, you can spot a millionaire from a fucking baseball field so, away. Does that make him like a four percenter? Mm, <laughs> probably like a like a which bracket uh, is like that? Ten percenter? A ten percenter? Yeah, I feel like there's a decent amount of really? like millionaires. Ten percent of the world's population are million and up. A lot of celebrities out there, man. There's a lot of celebrities. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so other thing on here that people ask is why is Jeff Keeley so popular? <laughs> That's what this episode's about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is he so popular he was most known for hosting the video game show game trailers tv and for co-hosting the now defunct g4 tv.com yeah well g4 is back in in a new form uh keely was the executive producer of the spike video game awards and has served as the executive producer and host of the game awards since its inaugural show in 2014 wow so Mm -hmm. really he he got his rise in prominence just because of a spike because now he's been doing like his own thing, spiking fucking moves left and right, you know, making deals, God. making announcements. The video, those, what were they called? The Spike TV Awards or Spike, the VGAs? The Spikies? The Spikies? I forget. Those were embarrassing. Those what, were completely embarrassing. There was one with Joel McHale. Yep. And they were doing advertising throughout the award show. I think it was either for Gillette. The, yeah, it, it might have been shtick. Or shtick, yeah. Shtick. To where they had this man dressed up in a shtick razor The shtick man. Sorry, yeah. shtick, shtick. And he was just awkwardly, like, fucking <laughs> shaving his way between scenes. Gamers and... haven't forgotten the shtick yeah, man. No, 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 no. I, I remember darker times, even even deeper. Like, the one yeah. where they, they filmed it in, like, a, this weird warehouse and mm-hmm. would have sit-down interviews. And Joel McHale would talk to game developers as if he gave a fuck, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And so you just make fun of them. And the only good moment out of that entire disaster was he made fun of Randy Pitchford. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and it was hilarious, but the entire time you could see Jeff's live reactions of, oh no. Oh no, we can't get this guy back next time. Oh no. <laughs> no, just like, he's like, I want to die. I want to combust <laughs> right now. But hey, good for you, Jeff. Yeah. You're, you're, you're back up there. Mm-hmm. You're a 10 percenter. Yeah, now That's he just great. wants to die of exhaustion. But this is not about Jeff. Yeah, Jeff had his time last Get week. Get the fuck out of here, Jeff. Yeah. That was you last week. That's last week, Jeff. Mm-hmm. This week, the real shit, mm-hmm. which is last week, again, for mm-hmm. the people listening, is E3, yeah. dog. E3, back like a rising fucking phoenix out of the flames of the pandemic and said, we got nothing but games for you gamers. Games! Games for the gamers? Yeah. Uh. And the you know what? You know what? After a week of just game after game slapping me right in the throat... Mm-hmm. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. It wasn't great. Nothing like slapped me down and, and fucking took my money out of my pocket. No, mm. not no. yet. That's so, that's going to be the through line of this. It was a presentation and the first all digital E3, right? And I'll give them credit for pulling it off in the format that they did. I think uh, much like E3s prior, just because you can show up to a thing doesn't necessarily mean you should in terms of like certain <laughs> publishers, right? Who maybe think they could do a whole showcase, but really probably shouldn't. You know, maybe you could sprinkle your partnerships and published games Mm -hmm. in other people's conferences, you know? Yeah, 
yeah, that's um, totally an option. Otherwise, you might be perceived as wasting everyone's time. Yeah. So I'm looking at you, Koch. I'm looking at you, Capcom. I'm looking at you, kind of square. Square Enix. I'm lo- we're especially looking at you, Gearbox. Yeah. Don't we? Don't forget. We did not forget what happened on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Goddamn waste of time. But but Capcom really did steal the show when it came to like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we for sure. Like Capcom, you have a hell of a catalog and a back catalog of untapped potential of games that we just want announced. We want to hear the words. We're bringing it to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Fucking get hard, Anything. man. Anything. What did they do instead, Daniel? What did they do? Ace Attorney, um, they teased us with the fact that Resident Evil Village DLC is coming, which we knew. <laughs> well, we didn't know that. I thought there was mm. a leak that they're leading up to their conference on what day was that? Monday? Mm. That they were like, yeah, there's Resident Evil Village DLC in the pipeline. Uh, they told us that Village would be there. I don't remember DLC being in the pipeline. But oh. they, they said they're making it as a response. Oh, okay. To fan feedback which mm. i actually think is the right way to go I, sure. I made that comment when we were watching the um, ubisoft forwards thing which i've already almost wholly forgotten except for the fact that uh belinda garcia decided to make the most famous tweet oh my from god e3 about her boyfriend uh yeah. that that was amazing <laughs> but otherwise <clears throat> what was the game there oh right avatar no fuck me that's game no, of the show shoot avatar me dead. no no <laughs> James, you son of a bitch, just die already. <laughs> you gave us your your best films. You're done, baby. You're done. <laughs> anyway, anyway. It was uh, Far Cry 6 when they started talking about their season pass and was confusingly showing us the greatest of their villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh, so you're excited to announce your post-launch plans. Mm-hmm. That always feels icky to me, right? Because one, it's presumptuous. What if your game sucks? Who gives a fuck about your post-launch sure. plans, right? And two, it's like, well, it feels like you're just, you're designing outside of the game. Like, you know, and it's easy to be like, well, that content could have been in the game. And yeah, it could have been if they decided to. But I get mm. it. You're trying to monetize extra. It just feels weird, right? Mm. But I like this. This goes back to the old school days where it's like, hey, you would have to wait six months to a year and an expansion would come out because, well, the devs didn't know how the game would be received. Mm-hmm. Like in the old PC days. That's what I like about RE going like, hey, we have nothing to show you, though. Because it's going to be like a year yeah, <laughs> to make this. It, it was weird to just be yeah. like, hey, we're gonna we're showing you kind of scenes of Resident Evil Village. Yeah, reverse is going to be a thing. And also we just have a blank title card that just says DLC coming. Coming soon. Yep. And I'm just like... So that was that was the tip of the iceberg <laughs> that really let me know the rest of the iceberg was really the same consistency. I would have taken concept art. I, I would have taken <laughs> like anything. anything. Yeah, but it, it's to one the of those Bioware. things. Yeah, where this could have that announcement could have existed across probably any other conference. You could have stuck that with Microsoft. Yep. You could have waited until Sony inevitably does a thing in, in the summer. Could have stuck it with them. Had time. We would have time to draw something. Yeah, and exactly. Put it up on the screen for 0.5 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, I love Village a lot, and right. I'm excited at the idea of like more content for it for sure. But it just seemed like such a <laughs> nothing announcement. <laughs> but, okay. Before we get anyway. into more. E3 talk because how, how do you want to do this by the way are we going to talk the games first or are we going to go straight into the conferences which which one feels right and natural to your body well I think we could do like an overview impression of like what we thought of it as a whole right okay. and then maybe do you want to do our main takeaways first and then kind of go beat by beat with it because like my if we were to do like our our top like we have it listed as our top 10 
personal games of the show, right? Sure. I'm not going to deep dive hard on them. I'm just going to like list them off. And then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we go into the actual breakdown. That's when we'll talk the about breakdown, The breakdown? Yeah. The breakdown of the conferences? The E3 breakdown per, okay. per day, per show, per us. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're just going right back through time. Yeah. Right? Like time travelers mm-hmm. through gaming mediocrity yeah. past. Love it. All right. Well, guys, that means... We're The Save Room. If you haven't heard of us, we're the only podcast that is licensed to be ASM artist. Mm. Mm, it's true. It's not sexual. It is no, 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 no. Purely therapeutic. Not sexual. And artistic. Okay. But I will put on that thong and fart into a mic. For <laughs> sure. You can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play. Daniel's still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and RSS feeds across the universe. If you wanted to see our faces, mine's easy to find. Twitch.tv slash the red herb or herb. Yeah. And Take we're, your pick. We're going to find you there these days streaming yeah. from a brand new laptop. You'll get that Asus Raj, get that dude. Asus. You got this fucking high def situation going That's on. Right. You look good. Ow. You sound good. Your I, bits can I, are all Can up. I have a gender reveal party, but for the fact that I am now a PC gamer? How does that work? Do we just set your old pc on fire i i or set your consoles on fire i still want a balloon okay i want to <laughs> all right i'll get sure. i'll get you a uh rgb balloon rgb balloon yeah. and when you pop it it drops steam keys <laughs> there we go <laughs> that's what i want yeah so I'm, i i mean it's it's a pretty strong laptop yeah. um nicholas uh helped me uh pick it out he was like, this is what you want, based off of your specs of fast and hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I told him. Give me something fast and hard, right? But yeah, it's been great. It streams real fucking well. Only uses 2% two, two of that CPU, whereas my last computer used like 75% yeah. before just coughing. It only left 2% for anything else, for any other <laughs> multitasking or, or functionality. Yeah, if I got a notification, it would just brick. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but yeah, now we're in a good place. But my friend, they can find you. Over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. Out there cutting it loose in Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding chaos. Killing chaos. Gotta find chaos. You know, coming to an understanding with chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was being real uh, chaotic neutral yesterday on that stream. Ah, um, gamer joke. I was streaming the uh, new, I guess, alpha demo for Final Fantasy's Albert Camus' The Stranger of Paradise Lost Origins. Lost Origins. Whatever it's called. So it's... What is it? It's uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. It's right. the new... Easy. Uh, Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's such a fucking stupid name like most of these modern day Square Enix games. it's perfect branding. Square Enix knows exactly what they're doing. But it's Start that... with the stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> it's with the brand. The rumored uh, Team Ninja game we talked about a few weeks ago that they actually showed at E3 right. um, that mm-hmm. kind of melds the, the world of Final Fantasy, specifically Final Fantasy 1, with like neo mechanics basically i am far less excited for that game now that i've seen it Mm -hmm. um i remember being very excited at the idea hearing like the leak uh about it Mm -hmm. and uh yeah square enix did a great job deflating that for me (laughs) it looks butt fucking ugly yeah it looks like a late gen ps3 game ps4 game it is aggressively dark and i do mean it looks like somebody just jacked up the contrast Mm -hmm. and walked away and said that's how you do grimdark yeah we don't need dynamic (laughs) contrast or, or light in this game no but it plays pretty well yeah that's the sad part so that's the thing like the actual part trailer review reveal didn't do anything for me strangely but getting my hands on it i was like oh i could see what they're actually trying to like play with here very Um, super neo yeah and it's it's cool to see like their take a final fantasy take on neo rather right because it's still team ninja so it's kind of them just kind of sprucing it up and throwing some fucking mages in it and stuff but um you play as the most generic white bread character ever named jack 
and he's on the hunt for chaos. <laughs> he's yeah. Apparently, chaos just really fucked him over. I don't know what he did. Cut him off in traffic, and Jack is here to cut down his in, castle. In, I guess in chocobo traffic. <laughs> cut him right the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, but apparently, it's in the um, the mythos, the lore time period of Final Fantasy One, mm-hmm. and so garland slash chaos is a character from yes. that i wouldn't know the nerds know i have no idea so i mean i'll, I'll lay my gamer cards on the table <clears throat> right here i've never played it but hmm. final fantasy as a franchise does this iterative thing where it's like oh yeah like much like sid right sid's been in every game garland has been in other games has he yeah but know. we'll talk about the gameplay real quick um hmm. how do you think it plays because i actually really like kind of some of the systems that play there the fact that you it looks like they're going to have a lot of like job classes you can kind of switch mm-hmm. between and they make it easy to switch on the fly because they map it to like triangle, right? And you're like, oh, I can be a swordsman, I can be a mage, a lancer, right? And like it really just like in the moment allows you to just kind of switch based off a scenario, based off a fight. I think that's all really clean. I like the uh, RPG mechanics and honestly, like the combat is sit and right with me in terms of like, you know... I heard Sidden, like yeah. Sid. Sid. Like, it's sitting it's, it's right, sitting with, right me. with me. Mm, this is sitting right with me. <laughs> but, like, in terms of, like, the parry system or, like, the mm. soul system where you have to, like, you know, you hit circle to kind of absorb an attack and then you could throw it back and there's stamina meters and stagger situations. So, like, what, what do you think about the combat as a whole? I like the combat. I think it, it needs some polishing. Yeah. One of the things that uh didn't feel as clean as it could have been was the lock-on system mm-hmm. it very much got confused when i got into one area with a lot of enemies mm-hmm. so they you know obviously there's things that they can fix with that i think um i really like the combat though and i did like the job system it was very cool like you start as a swordsman you got your big buster sword but then you end up picking up an item that lets you cast magic and such so mm-hmm. that's your uh mage role i think it was yeah. right and then i pick i ended up picking a third uh, job class as well the lancer one uh when i picked up like a like a sphere mm-hmm. and they all feel different and i like that like the different jobs unlock um it's kind of like in final fantasy 14 actually surprise that it's like something else in final fantasy but Mm -hmm. um where you have certain jobs that unlock weapons and like clothing and stuff that are tethered to especially that so that's cool i think that was neat and then the skill tree was cool as fuck too Mm -hmm. because it was like it's easy for me to understand it was just like oh this does plus two damage and then it even tells you this will actually apply to every job yes so I like the cross the cross kind of um, experience leveling where it's like, oh, this can benefit across all the skills or this is just for this one. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like really interesting systems that, it, you know, I really think is cool adding to a Souls type game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but... it definitely takes away the idea that you're going to have a character creator yeah. or anything like that, like we were speculating where it's like, no, you're going to have, you're playing as Jack. You're playing as Jack. Who, who don't know Jack. And yeah, you, and you pick up a bunch of clothes and stuff and armor. Like, I, yeah. I can see why they started him in a fucking t-shirt, t-shirt He right? looks like a fucking... I don't even know, man. Like a, like a late 90s Jinko model. Like, I hate the look of him. Yeah, I, I, I think Jack, you would find him in, like, just a, a bar that has peanuts, like, all over the floor. Like a roadhouse? That's, yeah, that's yeah. where you'd find that guy, right? <laughs> just loudly talking about his, like, his truck route or something. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, the gameplay sound, it just looks terrible. Even mm. the, the backgrounds, it was just, like, a big fart cloud in the background covering the castle. And the environments just leave a lot to be wanted. Like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that's the problem with it, like, playing with Final Fantasy right mm-hmm. and not doing much with it because final fantasy is so rich in terms of environments but like you still have your bog standard things like factories and sewers and castles and like this is set in like 
I think it's Chaos's castle. Yeah, we gotta go Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just super bland. It's, like, not even, like, in- inspired in the way that, like, you know, Dark Souls, medieval dark fantasy settings yeah. are. Where it's, like... I'll, I'll say this, that, like, those games aren't, like, you know always visually like fucking blowing my mind but they're so like artistically nuanced and stylized Mm. that like it breathes character and this doesn't have any character to it it's just the blandest setting i could think of yeah (laughs) i i I hope that's something that they address but i I just don't think it's likely that they're going to completely overhaul the graphics and the main character as well but like everything is getting criticized about how the game looks right but it it plays well Mm -hmm. so i think that's its strength lean into that sure polish it up a little bit i mean mm. i'll be a little more excited for it but god damn it just give that man like some hair or yeah, something anything. <laughs> like anything yeah change some of the the voice lines make your party feel a bit more dynamic like do, do anything with it yeah um i feel like the demo is gonna slap a lot of people down because like it does the initial thing where you're fighting like fireballs or bombs they call them um wolves goblins and then there's such a ramp up where you're just fighting like kind of one to five of those sometimes and yeah. then you fight a boss you fight chaos you fight chaos well, just... no, you fight question mark question mark question mark chaos chaos and he just whoops you yeah oh it's um, disgusting it's such a skill check for a fucking demo but like i liked it because i mean i played it for probably like three four hours <laughs> yesterday um, and you could see me progressively getting better and learning, like, the nuances of the fight and, like, mm-hmm. you know, when I need to use magic, when I need to absorb attacks and stuff like that. So I'm excited for that to see, like, where the skill ceiling with it is and, like, how I can master it over time. Because I think mm-hmm. it's going to be really fun to, like, master. Yeah, I think so. so. Like, it, it's getting that vibe right, right? Yeah. Which is what, you know, Neo is so successful at, too, mm-hmm. right? Which is faster-paced, souls-like combat. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a strength. But, um, yep, there's a lot of fixing to do, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. I would be I would be surprised if this came out anywhere early in 2022. Mm-hmm. I would recommend wholeheartedly that it gets as much time as possible, okay? Like, don't, don't rush. Like, I feel like even the end of 2022 is like, oh, you sure, guys? You sure you're ready? <laughs> Are you sure? Cause could be fine. Yeah. Could be fine. Yeah. Could not be. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be sure. done. Yeah, but there's a lot of potential, too. It just, um, it's a shame that it also doesn't look like immediately like visually arresting for people mm-hmm. because I think it would be landing with well, way more. Especially coming off of games like Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake yeah. Integrate, which is so like, like the level of mocapping and character animations and world rendering is like just fucking mind bogglingly gorgeous. And mm-hmm. then looking at like 16, right? Like when they did the, the trailer for 16 last summer, it's like, fuck. Like, that looks next-gen as hell. Yeah, and that's a game that's particularly going for a darker fantasy tone, (laughs) but looks amazing still. What's going on with this one, Nomura? What's ha- what did you have an off day? (laughs) Yeah, so it's, it's, it's rough. Mm -hmm. But hey, I'm still interested, so. It's not one of my picks for Game of the Show now, now that I've got my hands on it. Yeah, and sadly, like, it didn't do that for me either, where I thought it might creep up a little bit. Like, I, I'm sold now on the idea where I wasn't before, and honestly, that whole the the demo release day was a mess too where like it was corrupted and That's people couldn't right. play it and it I just nearly made, forgot made the conversation cycle about it so much worse yeah but, uh, all all of it was just like yeah. oof. it was um unforced errors right out of the gate mm-hmm. for sure which is never good but like i think this one has a chance to turn around and yeah. at least find like the same following as like you know neo fans and uh, even souls fans sure. so yeah we'll so with, with that you know you, you're saying like didn't make like your game of the show no let's 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 kind of transition to the e3 talk what, what did you think about 
our first ever digital E3. Mm. What were some of your takeaways? What were your top games? So it, it's it was basically what I anticipated, which was <laughs> I think this year is going to be soft. I think it's going to be a lot of just check-in stuff where it's like, hey, guys, so glad uh, to have you here again. Um, mm. Remember that game that we announced in 2019 slash 2020? Well, here it is again. It, we're doing great with it, mm. you know? And we, we did get a bit of that, right? Yeah. Um, which is fine. It's fine, actually, because everyone suffered a pandemic in the gaming industry, right? Everyone. But I think there's still, like, uh, as, as we mentioned before, there's a, a little boundary to, hey... You're still leaning on wasting our time. If you don't have something substantial to show, it's absolutely okay for you guys to just not show, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking at you, Gearbox. They had one compelling announcement that they already gave to Keeley yeah. at his summer game fest and decided to do like a weird fucking 40 minute video thing of Randy Pitchford smiling at celebrities. No, yeah, and sir. being awkward on set of uh, the Borderlands movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> really awkward, really dumb, totally unnecessary, right? Mm-hmm. And then we got Capcom doing much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, again, it it was cool to see, like, you know, great, uh, what is it, the great Ace Attorney? Great, what do you call it? Ace Attorney? Yeah. The uh, new game. Something Layton? The great... <laughs> <laughs> Layton's Law? <laughs> Layton's Law. Yeah, I great forget. Ace Attorney. Yeah. yeah, it's a great Ace Attorney. <laughs> but it was an awkward thing to say, like, oh, so here's um, visual novel gameplay for about 15 minutes. Like that, okay. Yeah, so that's something that doesn't really translate well for, like, an E3 no. conference where it's, like, you're showing this very Japanese game in essence, and you're just mm. making us read dialogue on screen for a game that is only probably partially, like, VA scripted. Right. Yeah. So overall, awkward. it was... But I, I will say, you know, we did have some strong strong contenders that came in and treated it and made it feel like an E3 proper, and that was Xbox. Mm-hmm. Or Microsoft, I should say. They really did make it feel like, hey, this is this is the level of expectation that we know people have for mm-hmm. us. And we I feel like they met it, right? Uh, whereas others were like, they're finding their footing and trying to figure out what to do. And, and definitely others that want that same thunder, but probably didn't deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, cock. <laughs> like, what the fuck was yeah. that? What a complete misunderstanding of what gamers want to see. You know what? Look for a clue in the word gamers, and you might have an idea of what we're looking for. Huh? Games. Huh? Okay, cool. Well, it's it's weird because like that partnership and, and development of games got announced during Summer Game Fest, right? Where yep. like, yeah, oh, there's going to be a cock showcase. What was the new label, by the way? I forget the name of it already. I forget. It was like, it was like something, it was like laser ass or or fucking uh kill feel i forget it was yeah uh, i'll look it up shit it's a gaming label for gamers <laughs> prime matter we got there dude yeah, prime matter S- sounds like uh it sounds like a british tv show about <laughs> like um scientists traveling back in time <laughs> it really does okay yeah well, it's good so, for them and the thing is like all that stuff that was showcased as a sizzle reel at, you know, Summer Games Fest, like, they probably could have, like, condensed it into a 40-minute conference and, and made it a thing, right? Because, like, there are games on there that, you know, could be exciting for, if they had just marketed it right. Like, you know, Payday 3, King's Bounty 2, uh, it's, like, just games that, like, kind of probably spoke to people, but it's just the way they put it together, and it, it felt like baby's first like presentation it was primarily like video conversations yeah of developers going so like it literally like (sighs) the host and god god bless her for for you know being thrown on yeah (laughs) thrown onto the pyre here yeah she did good she she did good for something that was 
not great. Yeah. <laughs> right? But, you know, asking questions like, so why did you make this game? <laughs> <laughs> and that was basically it. It was like, this is not fun. <laughs> is it on here? I don't see it on the list. Yeah, it's under Summer Games Fest. It goes in order by, by day. Oh, does it? Wow, yeah. time. Mm. So, and it's new. There it is. I missed it. I missed Prime it. Matter. Okay, so there was some interesting things from Co- Koch. Yeah. Koch. Koch. Um... I guess uh, Payday 3 is coming to consoles. I literally didn't see anything about Payday because I stopped watching that. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching this very quickly. But yeah, there's some cool things like Encased, uh, dystopian sci-fi RPG, mm-hmm. things like that. And I feel bad because now not, like the, all of those games, the way that they got basically introduced to the world was the, most, the least interesting way about going about it. So mm-hmm. it's like, these are not even a part of the conversation right now. Yeah. <laughs> the, which is sad. The thing you do and this is how you do it right i feel is like you have that 30 minute sizzle reel or kind of tight presentation of games and then throughout the day or the rest of e3 that's when you do these interview segments that were put in their their conference where it's like oh yeah we're gonna sit down with some devs from payday 3 we're gonna talk about what it's like to have payday which was happening on the main e3 uh channel greg miller doing some hosting uh duties out there you know talking to people and making fun of jeff grubb Mm -hmm. it's it was great stuff but um, it was okay stuff. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it was like, I feel like there was too many showcases mm-hmm. because every publisher wanted to have their own, you know, mm-hmm. look at me moment. Yeah. And it made it just kind of, um, it made it seem kind of messy altogether, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, here's all this gaming news coming at us. And it's all, none of it felt like this is a substantial thing that wasn't something that came from Nintendo or Xbox, mm-hmm. right? Everything was like, oh, here's a slight update to this thing. Oh, here's a fucking indie game from 10 years ago. Uh, it's back now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was just like too much information at once. Where it was like, oh man, I I miss when this was a little more consolidated, right? I mean, it's different, you know, doing something all digitally versus yeah. doing something in person where like you get that kind of cohesive feel of like, here we are talking with like Sean Layden on the red carpet. Here we're going to this theater. We're going to showcase games here and then we're going to move it over to Ubisoft. And it's such a like fluid cohesion between like conference Mm -hmm. to conference and here like it feels very segmented by style you know that's true there's no consistency to what we're watching yeah because everybody's doing it in their own kind of vision which is fine i think that works well in like kind of siloed like one-off events right like with nintendo doing their directs like oh you when a direct comes on when you hear that you know, and it starts rolling, you know what you're in for stylistically. So it, it mm-hmm. was just kind of a weird patchwork of, of stuff. Um, I mean, there was there was still fun to be had, I think, right? But I think this year, much like previous years, just kind of really mm, doubles down on, on the fact why, why Sony isn't there. Mm. And it's just like, you know... It is this kind of annual summer, like, gaming commercial fest, right, to generate hype and pre-orders and stuff like that. But Sony had the good sense to know that if they don't have something to show, they're not going to show up, right? They're not going to spend the money. They're not going to spend the, you know, infrastructure to, like, you know, make a church so we can, you know, do seven minutes of gameplay for The Last of Us Part 2, right? They (laughs) they kind of know now to stick to their strengths of, like, when we have something to put together and show, that's when we'll do it. Right. And I feel like that should have been the same for a lot of people showing up for this, right? If you have something to show of worth, 
<laughs> show up with it. If not, it's okay to not. Yeah, yeah. and that's a tough conversation too, right? Because I'm sure you're you're talking about like marketing people and PR people that are yeah. like, everything we have is of worth. And it's like, mm, do you, sweetie? Well, I, <laughs> is I, that true? I won't diminish the work of like these developers. I will. That's not. my job. But the thing is like, <laughs> like I said, consolidate it, right? Put it in a fucking other showcase. Yeah. Like, as a publisher, work with Microsoft, yeah. work with Nintendo. Good example. Capcom <laughs> should have put fucking uh, both of their Switch titles, uh, Monster Hunter, I forget the name of it, and then the other one, uh, Ace Attorney. Professor Layden's yeah. uh, Bogus Journey, <laughs> <laughs> should have been at the Switch showcase. Yeah. Like, they would have been easy, because, like, it almost, almost the way that they did it fit the direct style. I will say this about <laughs> Capcom's thing their presentation was clean, nice, and they had a great host, but they had nothing. To show us of worth. Oh yeah, that host was great. She had like the Claire jacket on, everything. She know, was so owning it. Like I, I yeah. really round of applause to her because she yeah. she did a lot with nothing. True, you know. True. She delivered on that script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not her fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's Capcom's fault. God damn it. But I mean, I mean, actually, on that note, though, we were talking about it. Um, there's probably games that are being withheld for whatever Sony wants to do this summer mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I. You have to imagine that, like you know. Pragmata is a game that Capcom showed off last year that we don't know jack or fuck about. Mm-hmm. This might be a good opportunity at the Sony, whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. to, to show it. And likewise, there might be another announcement. So I, I just kind of hate that 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 weird like rip apart where mm-hmm. it's like if you're doing a thing then it should be like the first time people are seeing it i think for it to make it exciting sure Th- this is me coming from a hype perspective mm-hmm. right it doesn't have to be and if we want to get real fucking like uh god brain about this e3 effectively doesn't matter if somebody announces a good ass game in august you're probably still gonna buy that game yeah you didn't need a fucking week of uh showcases <laughs> and people smiling about season passes to convince you to buy it yeah i think the the last like five years of digital imprints and presentations have really showed us or even stuff on like twitter right where mm-hmm. like a uh, studio will just drop like a, a a blog or an announcement of like hey this is the new thing we've got coming here's like a quick trailer for it right yeah we've moved past the need of the physical present space for it but that doesn't change the fact that it's still like not a cool time to come together and celebrate gaming's at gaming as a community right like right. It's still super hype but I, I gotta say, like, gamers, like, this year, like, every year, like, you gotta learn to temper your expectations. Almost right? always. <laughs> yeah, like, almost always, but especially, like, especially with this, because it's, like, this is the first E3, both after and still during a pandemic, where, like, <laughs> you know, I'm sure there was a lot of stuff that got pushed way back that didn't really get a chance to shine, and, um, you know, it's unfortunate, so we got a lot of kind of, like middling announcements and there there was a lot of hype stuff but it wasn't like the year of dreams like you know no. we didn't we didn't get a fucking god of war we didn't get like you know Shenmue 3 we didn't get Shenmue 3 we didn't get Resident Evil 4 remakes you know we got kind of just like status quo stuff right mm-hmm. just kind of like stuff where like hey yeah this is the new title we're still a studio we're still doing a thing we're still respecting this <laughs> we still IP. exist yeah. yes yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that going on right but I, mm-hmm. when it comes to like y- y'all know what e3 is right mm-hmm. and y'all know what drives these gamers and the social media trending and blah blah blah, blah. it's the world premieres yeah okay you know shit like that coined by Jeff so Keighley. when you show up with a status quo like event that people that you've been like hyping up and then you show kind of nothing, mm. it feels like you didn't do the homework. Yeah. So I'll be fair about that. I get that. <laughs> but yeah, this was always destined to be what I call a soft year. 
yeah. as it is. I'll I'll and give which it is fine. I'll give it to the the uh, the event though. Like people still showed up and and watched it. And uh, yeah, we got like kind of some record numbers here. There's a, a site, uh, Stream Hatchet. They kind of do data for like streaming engagement and whatnot. Um, they revealed the total stream viewership per E3 conference. Ooh. Number one was Nintendo with 3.1 million viewers. You think it would be more? You would think it would be more, but I'm also like you know I. I can imagine that's exactly what now, it was. Let me ask you, is this aggregated across all the um, the where they've been streaming, or is it just like their mainstream channels each? Maybe their mainstream channels okay. each. I'm not sure. I didn't dive too deep into the article. We, we wrote a very light doc for so, this episode. All right, I know. I had some, yeah. some metrics questions. Yeah. <laughs> Came at you real hard there. Yeah, <laughs> and especially, too, because that's hard to gauge because Nintendo was like, hey don't co-stream our conference yeah that was weird the morning of they're like do not co-stream this on twitch it only came from the japanese account right yeah and it was like what's going on yeah nintendo sounds like nintendo right Mm. yeah doing just weird anti-consumer anti things yeah they're the they're the chaperone on a field trip that makes sure that none of the kids branch off and you know you know smooch each other yeah (laughs) uh number two was xbox with 2.3 million viewers uh number three was ubisoft 1.4 million number four square enix 1.3 million and then number five is devolver digital devolver number five 1.1 million which is i think people just showed up for that just to see the entertainment value program Yeah. yeah I mean, they showed good shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I love their humor so goddamn much. Yeah. I love the way that they just lampoon the rest of the industry. Uh, we need more of that. We mm-hmm. need far more of that. Devolver, never stop being Devolver. Please. Yeah, they did this whole bit. It was, like, a satire on, like, having, like, a streaming subscription Game Pass sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah, the whole <laughs> time, which was fucking funny as shit. Uh, and I love that you're all, like, whenever you watch them, you're like, is this an actual thing? <laughs> and then by the time that, like, you know, blood soaks the screen, you're like, I don't think this is an actual yeah. thing. <laughs> but you I got Nina Struthers covered in blood eating corn dogs, and you're like, yeah, this is probably yeah. not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the chili dogs cracked me up this year. <laughs> Everyone ate, like, five chili dogs. I love it. Oh, man. Daniel, hmm. this all begs the question, what do we think, the save room, was the best showcase out of these days. So, like, to, to give you a recap of who the fuck showed up, mm-hmm. um, apparently we can't count Summer Game Fest. No. Nope. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I said no to that. So he said no to that. He didn't like that. <laughs> I vetoed it. Was Koch a part of E3? No, or technically. Okay, so I can throw them into the sun, too. Mm-hmm. So it, definitely not IGN Expo then, huh? That doesn't seem... That's not a real E3 thing, right? Yeah, so technically the start of it that morning was Guerrilla Collective. Gorilla Collective was mm. our first. What the fuck is Gorilla Collective? Hang they, on. they showcase like indie and like retro type games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then Wholesome Games was like another kind of like really cute like indie Steam showcase. Yeah, they. I'm looking at this list online that we have here. Uh, they showed off like 500 games. Mm. What the fuck? I wonder so, how they did this. <laughs> that was Saturday. Ubisoft was Saturday. Devolver Digital was Saturday. Okay. Gearbox. Gearbox. And then Thanks Sunday Gearbox. was Xbox and Bethesda. Okay. Uh, Square Enix. PC Gaming Show. Okay. Right. And then Monday was Limited Run. Capcom. I think Razor was that night. And then Tuesday was all for was Nintendo. Nintendo. So, yeah. Remember okay. all those big names, listeners. Those remember are... the gigantic so names. of those, who had the best conference? Yeah. I'm going to... I'll say... I have two points here. I think Nintendo showed up they to did. a digital showcase with their best format, right? Because okay. at this point, they've been doing direct since, like, the birth of the Switch in, like, mm-hmm. 2017. They've nailed the snappiness of it. How to kind of, like... 
you know, open with something hype and kind of like move like at a clip for like kind of quicker announcements and how to kind of like, you know, give the fans what they want, right? And have a very diverse like showcasing of stuff across their entire catalog. Like, yeah, the little something for everyone yeah. is always the uh, the theme of directs. So they're, they're masters in that right now. Mm-hmm. They could do this sort of style anywhere and it it's uniquely them, right? And I love that also. They could do it at a funeral and it would work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what game would they show? Fatal Frame. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and then there, I mean, there were a lot of like other really cool showcases in between, right? But I think as a traditional showcase, I got to give it to like Xbox and Bethesda. Okay. Yeah. I okay. think that that partnership showcase where like any other year Bethesda would have done their own B3. I think the combination of the two coming together is like, Hey, this is like the marriage is happening. Right. It's real gamers. Yeah, we're in your face. We're showing up at fucking family functions together as, we're a, fully, as a couple. We're fully integrated. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. And I thought it was just really cool how they showed up and, and kind of just like integrated like both Xbox mainline stuff and Bethesda kind of back and forth. It right. was really well done. I don't you know. You couldn't tell what was what anymore. Yeah. It was all just games, just like Phil always wanted. <laughs> and I had um, I watched the kind of funny X cast today. That is like their Xbox specific show. Sure. With Snow Bicycle, Micycle, and Paris <laughs> Lily, and they had Pete Hines and they had Aaron Anderson. I think his name is from uh, Xbox. But they were talking about like how their conference came together because like uh snowbike mike was like hey that must have been really hard like how did that come together and he's like it was a lot of like communication breakdowns and it was hard doing it remote but like we ended up like renting out like a space at pax west like at the i think the washington convention center and kind of like making it feel like it was an in-person presence even though it wasn't you know Hmm. so i'm glad they got to kind of collaborate in person and make it happen because it felt like like a real conference because of that do you remember um, when they did like the PS5 weird like internal hardware showcase starring uh, Mark Cerny? Oh yeah, who and they could had forget? The, they had the fake fucking audience. Yeah, that like, was the, so weird. The cardboard audience. Yeah, what Xbox <laughs> did actually made me feel like oh they're at E3. Yeah, and then I had a moment going like no they're not. Wait, yeah. <laughs> they're not at E3. They're just in a warehouse somewhere. But I was like yo, the presentation was so clean mm-hmm. and so consistent with what we would expect. Uh, that it, it just, it worked. They mm-hmm. landed it. I would agree. I would say Xbox had the best showcase there. There was, I feel like where there was a little bit more for me that mm-hmm. I wanted. I was more excited about the titles, uh, that they showed off there that are coming to game pass or not. Um, mm-hmm. cool announcements and, and such here and there, especially on the Bethesda front. And no, one of the cool ones is not Starfield in my mind. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was kind of a lame fucking thing. It felt like they just like got it out of the way out of obligation. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, oh, here's Starfield. It's coming out next year. It's coming out 11, 11, fuck yeah. off. Right. <laughs> like there wasn't really anything to see, but there were really cool things like what Arcane's up to, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about when we get into the games. Right. Or do we get into the games now? Redfall. I mean, Redfall. Yeah, Redfall, <laughs> Redfall looked fucking sick, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it was just... I know. I know. Kevin always comes yeah. at these motherfuckers for their CG trailers. Mm-hmm. But I am accepting that they are tone pieces. Mm-hmm. And I trust the source a little bit more. Arcane. Arcane, I don't think, would run too afoul. Because all of their games sell soft. They need a winner. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, they, they really do. And, and Pete Hines was kind of forward about the fact that like, even Prey most recently, like kind of failed mm. because they didn't market it as hard as they could have. And it's, it's a yeah. shame because Arcane is such a, like a special fucking studio. I think that's like Bethesda's like hidden gem and they yeah. really need to push them out there more. Cause they're doing really like interesting things. Like granted, like you did first person kind of like, you know, sci-fi horror stuff with Prey and then like more, 
sneaking base games with Dishonored, right? Right. But this game, Redfall, like, yeah, sure, it was a tone piece, like, CG trailer, but the, the idea of it, but right? But it's all the concept. Yeah, the concept Rune of, like a, like, a co-op shooter set in, like, this vampire fantasy world just seemed right. really cool. And, I mean, just seeing, like, each of the four characters kind of use, like, like class-based powers almost like it just kind of my mind ran away with it where i'm like oh there could yeah. be so much going on with this game it's it's horror it's humor yeah. it's a co-op action game it has an interesting you're on a fucking island in massachusetts yep. completely overrun by vampires and demons and cultists yep yeah dude and it has an exaggerated but cool vibrant like art style to it yeah come on that's a winner right mm-hmm. there I'm putting some money on that shit, mm-hmm. okay? I don't have to, though, because I have Game Pass. Bum, 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 bing! <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I I really liked uh, I liked how their presentation went, right? Mm-hmm. And there's definitely, like, some surprise little things that I was like, whoa, I like that you give, like, attention to games like Somerville, right? Or invest in games like Somerville, mm-hmm. which is um, the co-creator of uh, Inside and Limbo mm-hmm. started his own studio, and this game very much looks like that that kind of styling, but it's about a couple that are, like, running away from, like, an alien invasion. Yeah. And it feels like it has such a cool War of the Worlds feel, but, like, just, just the art style of, like, what Inside looked like. Yeah, it's it does really that cool. panned out, like, kind of, like, camera perspective for, like, a side-scroller. And, like, yeah. it's super stylistic, and the environments look, like, really lush and i i don't know if it's gonna be like kind of like a puzzle game but Mm -hmm. like all their other titles have been but like i don't know i'm kind of sold on on the the concept of it yeah yeah i mean there was a lot of stuff there for just like xbox fans too right like Hmm. you know you had halo stuff halo you know uh flight simulator and then you had stuff like forza 5 yeah which can can i actually say real quick Hmm. i think it's actually a pretty big deal that halo is multiplayer is going free to play Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just there for people right um i didn't know if it was locked behind game pass or not or did they say the campaign was i think the campaign was i'm not sure actually which is cool so it's like first hits free <laughs> but if you want the rest of this go, go get game pass it. that's yeah. kind of cool yeah i mean I, I, it's a big deal looking at something like the multiplayer space right now hmm. uh in terms of free-to-play games right like your Fortnites, your apex legends right they saw that they could probably just release this out there for free and have it be a thing where it's like mm-hmm. all right we'll get this out that's coming out first right they're coming out together oh they're coming out simultaneously yeah okay well even still to be like yeah we're gonna release our multiplayer for free if you want to play it cool and if you like it enough and then you want to like you know play the main campaign boom you're in at 70 dollars for that right, right or at right, least right. at the game uh game pass subscription level yeah i'm, I'm still unclear if yeah. it's like if the whole thing if it's like free to play outside of game pass just go download and play it mm-hmm. or or the whole package game is game pass i i forget yeah we're sorry gamers paris would know but some of the the deep dives into it too of just being like yeah it's kind of the like the old halo formula of being like an arena shooter but like with kind of like new bells and whistles and like you know vehicle warfare and stuff like that and mm-hmm. just kind of expanding like the play field a bunch so it yeah. looks looks pretty fucking hype so i'm playing i like yeah. i like master chief he's my favorite character mm-hmm not video game character in life that's my favorite character yeah. he's so well written mm-hmm. he gets it done daniel and his suit it's suit jacks him off yeah i knew it was coming like he does but no i think because uh, his suit jacks him off <laughs> so like i'm a sony fan through and through but like yeah. i'll give respect where respects due i think they did a great job with it well where and, was sony for you at e3 uh huh? they were in my heart huh oh, i they're... felt them beating steadily right here gotcha yeah gotcha okay <laughs> yeah 
But I think they just did a, a really good job messaging wise, setting the tone of like this is what it looks like as a For shared sure. family, and then getting the extended showcase that they did with uh, Paris Lily mm-hmm. was really really great. Wasn't like, Khalif there or no? Was it just he was getting railed in real time <laughs> by uh, Paris? So yeah, I guess you could say he was there. Yeah, <laughs> in spirit. Yeah. But they. Mm-hmm showcase that like what xbox design lab was coming back for, yeah like, the, that's really cool the custom actually i wish sony would do something that yeah. cool because like people were making some real buck nasty looking designs mm-hmm. god i can have a red herb design you i gotta as, as a streamer i must so i can just go like this like hold it up yeah. on the camera and then and and it just then says the red herb on the bottom says the red herb on the bottom yeah i want to ask you now kind of on the flip side oh who do you think had like kind of the worst or like poorest showcase oh yeah. we'll do best of the worst we've kind of discussed yeah. oh man i i think i would put it in a three bracket right uh, or no there's three in this bracket mm-hmm. it goes to so there's capcom mm-hmm. there is oh, this is dark but yeah. like Square Enix? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would say so. It. I didn't hate it, but we'll put it in the bracket because people seem to have a problem with it. So, so Square Enix, uh, Coach, Koch, Koch, Gucci, Gotch mm. Media, um, and then of course Gearbox. Gearbox, yeah. Gearbox. So you would you would put Ubisoft outside of those? Uh, <laughs> no, man. They did art. They, they did again, all right. It, they had a lot of old games to show, but I think it's cool that they support their old shit still, right? Mm-hmm. I, I even think I saw from Honor was getting like, or yeah. for Honor is getting an update. I'm like, what? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah, I, I at least enjoyed watching some of the Far Cry stuff. They were getting Bloodborne. What the fuck is wrong with me? We're getting Blood Dragon for the yeah. uh, <laughs> for that season pass or whatever, remastered. So that's cool. That was mm-hmm. one of my favorite games, man. But yeah, I didn't think they did terribly. They just did what they did, right? Yeah. And then they ended on the Blue People game, and I was like, ah, why? My life, why? And then I remembered I didn't have to play it, so <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it, it seems like such a weird thing to have it come out, like, yeah. when did Avatar come out? Like, 2008, 2009? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, dude. Like, it just feels so late to have a fucking Avatar like, open world game. Our first sequel should have been five years after yeah. the first movie, not fucking 25 years after it. It's, it's obnoxious. Yeah. But I understand it. I'll give trust to Massive, right? Uh, the studio behind Division, because I think they're the ones doing this one. Are they? Yeah. I thought they were doing the Star Wars they one. They are. They're doing both? Mm-hmm. They're sickos. <laughs> Going sicko crunch mode, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, as long as you clean out the harassers. I would give worst showcase from people I trust Yeah. to Capcom, sadly. To Capcom? Yeah. You think that's the worst show? Out of, remember, Koch was in this. Koch was in this lineup, dog. Yeah. A fucking well, two-hour like No, Koch wasn't. Koch wasn't. Koch was, wasn't? No, that was still part of Summer Game Fest. Oh. Yeah. I would give it to Gearbox then, if that's okay. the case. Gearbox definitely had the worst, because it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> people were dunking really hard on square enix and i literally just think it's because they showed a 20 minute guardians of the galaxy gameplay i think trailer, so too and because they didn't get the things that they wanted that right. actually weren't announced or teased or leaked at all people were like oh yeah we gotta get this we gotta get this and oh right. Nier's coming to mobile oh fuck what are these fucking final fantasy ports near reincarnation that one's yeah. supposed to be really cool yeah but yeah it was super weird that we're not getting those game or the final fantasy ports on anything but steam and uh yeah. And mobile. That's pretty like, weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you got Switch owners who are like, finally! Oh. Yeah. One of my favorite bits, it became a bit after the fact, was watching people react to that in real time, getting hype, and then yeah. seeing them become Deep crestfallen. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, as a whole, like, I think it was it was a fine E3. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a like blow your dick off sort of year, but, um, you know, I, 
I appreciate the heavy hitters for showing up with what they did and everybody else. Just think about your actions next time. <laughs> <laughs> think about what you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I mean, it's mm. awesome, exciting games. That's that's kind of the main thing. Um, no matter how much of our time is wasted. Also, I want to do a shout out. So me and Nick did like the co-stream thing mm-hmm. um, uh, for Xbox. And then we watched the PC game showcase, which is cool. There's a lot of cool things happening yeah. there. Um, and that's then there, what was great? Just us? Yeah, no, the PC so you guys showcase? doing the, the co-stream. That was a good way to watch uh, E3 that day, I think. Yeah. Cause I, w- I was working and just kind of like, I had you guys in my left ear the entire time and I'm like, Oh yeah, oh. this is great. I'm watching influencers. Favor the left, huh? All right. I'll keep that in mind for uh, the, the licking ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a proper news episode you could bet yeah. that would be somewhere in there but yeah yeah no we just have to talk about it vaguely mm-hmm. and wonder why life is like this <laughs> but um yeah there was also this weird i forget the name of the showcase but it was like a post pc show what was it 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 had laura bailey and troy baker like Oh, you know, hosting it, but mm-hmm. they were doing it as just VO and they were using their customer voices basically is mm-hmm. what I described it as. And it was really awkward because it was like, this isn't, this isn't great. I don't know what's happening, but it's not great. But they showed like one or two cool games and then it was just completely awkward. I, I don't know. I forget what that was called. <laughs> it might've still been a part of the PC gamer showcase, honestly. Hmm. Sorry. The PC gaming show is is what i'm uh referring to yeah okay. but there were some cool games from that one overall uh i don't know i can't name any of them <laughs> uh chernobylite maybe death trash sounds cool honestly they tra- they kept on showing a lot of mech warrior 5 <laughs> was that where we got the blood rain announcement no, that was at the limited run, limited showcase, run. Okay. which I'm I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Blood Rain, the um the old hack and slash one, Blood Rain Betrayal. That was the third one they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's coming back out, and it has <laughs> Laura Bailey and Troy Baker <laughs> in it, <laughs> which I thought was obscure. But I guess the original didn't have any VO, is mm-hmm. what I'm being told from uh, listener of the show. Bussy Tycoon. And Blood Rain Correspondent. Blood Rain yeah, Correspondent. That's, that's his proper title. Yeah, and uh, favorite movie, Blood Rain 3. The Third <laughs> Reich. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, but that was cool. It was fun. Well, well, good stuff. Um, I want to want to say, I am curious as to know like, when Sony will do their thing, and I'm going to kind of just kind of drop this in here before we get into like the bite down of like the e3 conferences but articles kind of went out today uh for sony because they filed a new trademark for playstation experience my so psx uh suggesting that the conference could be making a comeback soon some people are speculating hmm. like by the end of the year hmm. just because they trademarked it <laughs> but yeah it would be cool to see them like bring that back if they could uh by by the end of the year I feel like if it were to be a in-person thing, it might be like 2022, but I don't know. Mm. If they were to do it as a digital situation, though, yeah, I, I could see them doing that as like their, uh, maybe their summer event. But. I can tell you, I'm not ready to go back to a convention in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing things going back into the world, uh, like going to restaurants and whatnot, mm-hmm. and living, you know, living again. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm not ready to go to the fucking, the germ cesspool that is a convention floor. As cool mm. as PSX was the time that I went. Really enjoyed that. But, uh, yeah, can you imagine grabbing a dual sense? It's got fucking whatever yuck all over it. Whatever disgusting poison that came out of someone's butthole. 
They fucking farting their way through that show floor, farting on. You go to the house mark booth. You're like, "What's your new game?" And you get fucking, fucking a new Ebola. <laughs> Hanging out in the gamer stink cloud, getting pink eye from playing Returnal. I'm sorry, dude. I lived through a pandemic that's yeah, still no. pretty much happening. Yeah, I think I have enhanced vision for gross stuff yeah. now. Like where I'm like, "Oh, everything is germs. Everything I'm is a, awful." I'm a little that's more. Sa- you know what yeah. I enjoyed? The only thing that I enjoyed about um, living inside for a year was I didn't get sick at all. Mm-hmm. Not once. Did not like nothing. I didn't touch a doorknob that somebody fucking ASMR licked all over. You mm-hmm. know. Like, I, I, I lived and didn't have a head cold, and it was great. I don't need that. I don't need that gas in my life, man. Wow. Okay? Conventions. I also have a vendetta against conventions. Well, yeah, you would get, like, fucking Pax Pox and all sorts of sick. Get a fucking flu every show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, it was gamers are gross, man. Yeah, but, man. like, so if they were to do a digital PSX, Just though. Fucking farting right through it. They could do, like, demos and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that would be cool. Yeah. I, and if they wanted to, like, do a thing where it's like, yeah, yeah, you engage, and then you can download the demos. Maybe you get, like, a pass because they have to monetize it, you yeah. know? I'll pay you $15 to see fucking Troy Baker strum a guitar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And announce fucking Last of Us Factions for goddamn once in our lives. When's that happening? I don't know, man. You think I, they cancel it? They haven't outright said it is the thing. It could be one of those things where maybe they will market it and release it alongside the HBO show. But I don't know. Because mm. that, that would put that out a really long time. Okay. Like, that would be weird to release a multiplayer mode, like, two years after the fact. Well, they would have to, like, sell it as its own standalone game, yeah. right? Like, it wouldn't be like, oh, here's the Last of Us Part Two's multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's its own thing, right? Yeah. If it would take that long. I forget if they said it was going to be free or paid for. But... I don't think they specified, mm-hmm. right? They just, like, there was just a note from Neil, like, right before Part 2 came out, going like, yeah, we're working on something. Uh, hold tight, gamers. And that was it. If they scrapped it all together, like, it would be fine. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lose sleep over it, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I, I like the original factions, but I don't think people are, like, screaming for it, especially now. No, probably not. If anything, I would prefer to see Naughty Dog do something new if we're branching mm-hmm. off the Naughty Dog. But, yeah. yeah. I feel you. Anyway, do that's so go, far away. That's so far away. If I wanted to know what PR wanted me to talk about <laughs> now. We, we talk about the entertainment... Yeah. What is it? The What does E3 stand for? The entertainment? Electronic oh, Entertainment... Electronic exposition three e's there we go three e's brought to you by the esa Mm -hmm. i don't know what that stands for though the electronic standard association something like that yeah the the esa in partnership with verizon (laughs) in with verizon yeah yeah all righty daniel well those were the expos the electronic ones Mm -hmm. have you I want to hear about your favorite games. What is your favorite shit? My favorite saw? shit from E3 2021. Yeah, what wow. was the shit? So, are, are we? Do we want to do moments as well? Because I think we could do. Like, yeah, so I, that's I how have, I have, I have mine. at least like three or four. I have mine broken down as like game slash moments. Okay, and I think even still outside of this, we'll still maybe kind of glance through like kind of the listing for like each day, each conference, and like list off stuff we didn't like highlight as ours just okay. to kind of give you guys a full like sense of like what was announced and everything else but like these are like kevin and my's like big banging moments okay. right for me i think the hypest thing came from nintendo weird right because i never touched my switch mm. but goddamn, they showed up with a game called metroid 5 just kidding no. it's called metroid dread ah uh, the new 
I guess new old like Mercury Steam uh, 2D Metroid game. Yeah, and it looks fucking amazing. Two point five D. Wasn't expecting them to show up with it. Um, it looks like just a a great new classic like Metroidvania style Metroid in that 2D space. There's stalker characters that looks like this this robot is just stalking you from like room to room. Uh, Samus looks dope. Like that armor design and color scheme looks. Fucking oh yeah, that's a fresh. Amazing that's a fresh look for and, sure. Yeah, just like. I don't know, just seeing, like, the the renderings of the world and the, the enemies and stuff, it, it just looks really hype. Like, I was super stoked on that. And they already announced pre-orders and stuff for, like, the collector's edition and all mm-hmm. that. And like Probably yeah. sold out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that I think that was probably my game of the show just because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, to be I totally wasn't either. And they prefaced it with, like, hey... Uh, I know you guys are waiting for Metroid Prime 4. We're doing great on that. Yeah. Don't you even worry, but we're not going to show it to you because we got to talk about this new one. This is apparently, what, a scrapped or just unreleased or undeveloped, I should say, mm-hmm. Metroid uh, sequel that they were planning to do all the way back in 2005. Yeah, which is and crazy. And just nothing fucking happened with it, I guess, um, until now. It sounds like they're just using the name. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not like the game. I'm sure. I don't know how many ideas survived from however far they got back in the day, but I do enjoy Mercury Steam uh, working mm-hmm. on it. If you don't know, they made Samus Returns for the 3DS. They also did Castlevania Lords of Shadow 1 and 2. Mm. Um, we're going to stick to <laughs> 1 being the one that we really care about. Yeah. And there was also the 3DS spinoff in between uh, Mirror of Fate. So, which I'm pretty sure got them the gig to do Samus Returns. Sure. Because it really did, like, it was it was good, right? It didn't quite feel like old Metroidvania, like, you know, Symphony of the Night style, but it was like a new action-y side-scroller style, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I that was probably my favorite thing I saw from the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. For sure. Oh, it was, it was just so hype, and like, the excitement for it on Twitter and just online was just so palpable, where it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Because it's like everybody's waiting for metroid prime 4 right and they did give some fanfare and nod to it like hey we're still working on it It, we just don't have anything to show right totally respectable but the fact that they just kind of flipped it and like but we're gonna show you this instead was just like which is coming out this year by the way in october october oh my god that's so good um another i'm i'm kind of just going top to bottom i think my top actually i would say all of this is in kind of uh most hype to kind of we'll say this is a top 10 so that that was my number one my number two is breath of the wild too okay um which we got a two minute kind of uh deeper reveal trailer uh that from the initial one that we got two years ago which was just kind of a cinematic thing we still got an extension of the the cinematic trailer with uh with zelda and link just hanging out in the crypts of hyrule finding uh, beef jerky ganon and we just get this kind of crazy moment where fucking Zelda falls through a chasm, fucking Link's arm becomes fucking overtaken by corruption, and it looks like he loses his arm, and then we get a bit of the gameplay, which is cool, just seeing mm. kind of uh, new mechanics at play, um, new Sheikah technology, new kind of technology with the arm, and then some kind of play between, like, kind of the ground-level Hyrule and then, like, kind of a separate play field, like, up in the in the sky to where it looks like the world kind of separated a little bit, and there's kind of like these sky islands and, and kind of situations to where like I think there's going to be a lot of like I much like Breath of the Wild one right there was a lot of environmental puzzles and levels and stuff and I think this is just going to be kind of uh, an expansion of it but I mean some of the stuff I saw that I liked obviously is uh, I saw a bit different enemy types than mm. the the main game. Uh, different environments, which makes me wonder if there's going to be kind of like different like dungeon scenarios, if they're going back to dungeons in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I 
saw it, was hyped on it. Granted, like, we got maybe not even 20 seconds of gameplay in that two-minute trailer. Um, it was a lot of, like, a more tone piece of, like, this is going to be a darker Zelda, a darker follow-up. It's going to be just fucking, like, the Majora's Mask to, you know, the first game, which, I mean... Is that the vibe you I'm got? Because I remember the first show off that they had where it was like Zelda in the underground felt like a darker vibe. This one was like in the sky, like it, it felt brighter. It felt like more in, more in tone with the original. In my in, from what I saw, he seems. I mean, the dude's losing his arm. I though. mean, that's th- a big. Think of how that's they a dark thing. book ended it though. Like you have yeah. the situation where like Zelda falls into the fucking depths of the earth. Link is mm. by himself. He loses his arm, and at the end, it's playing that like reverse melody and like the fucking the land is like ripping apart and like going into the sky and it's just super dark. So like, yeah, I think it's going to be a darker counter piece. The, the trailer was two minutes long, but I think I've ran like two hours over it in terms of rewatching it and then kind of like speculating and, and doing like kind of fan theories and stuff with it. It just mm-hmm. makes me excited for it, right on. which is weird because I wasn't super hype on the first game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the, the setting of it a lot and kind of what they tried to do with it but some of it really didn't land with me like it did most people right right so i hope this game sticks with me harder um i'm a big fan of getting like kind of sequels for zelda games <laughs> which is not a thing that we get too often mm. so to be in this world with these two characters again pretty cool pretty fucking cool yeah so. sticky and harder sticky and harder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i what i truly enjoy is that um this trailer has brought back the weapon degradation discourse online, which is just the funniest thing because people are just right in the fucking middle about it. It's right in the middle. And it's so funny. It's such a polarizing kind of like back and forth conversation of like, yeah. uh, weapon degradation is stupid and you're dumb if you like it. Right. And then the other way around, weapon degradation is the best thing to come to the series. And if you don't like it, you're fucking dumb. And it's yeah. just like, it's the same argument back and forth. Who wrote that together. article that was like, oh, it's the best thing about Breath of the Wild. And it was like, god damn. I don't, what? I don't know if it was Emron <laughs> Khan for it had Bite, been, but yeah. yeah, he did write an article about it. It makes me feel like time is so cyclical and we get stuck in these, yeah, we're back. you know, every few year conversations. Over again, man. Yeah, right. For sure. Um, I'm not a fan of weapon degradation. You're not a fan of weapon degradation. Oh, really? No. Um, I actually think it really hindered my experience a lot. It actually made me kind of avoid a lot of enemies and, mm-hmm. and situations because, like, I was afraid of breaking my weapons, right? And right. I had to wait 10 years for my Master Sword to recharge and shit like that. So I think, like, you can still do weapon degradation in the way that other games do it, but, like, give me a blacksmith or something. Give me, like, a point where I go back to to just, like, fix my weapons, right? I don't think it makes it would make the game less interesting by having a feature like that, like some people are saying. They're like, no, that's what makes the game so interesting. Wow, I'm so intellectual because I love weapon integration. Ooh-hoo. Shut the fuck up, that's man. Fun. Like it's it's lame actually. And yeah. I I don't know. Like there's so much else interesting about that world. Like the play the sandbox, like approach it how you want to approach is amazing, right? Like seeing how everybody plays differently in that world, but like you don't need to break weapons to, to make that point, you know? Mm. I I believe that Nintendo only implemented it so people can write annoying think pieces mm. about it. Ad nauseum. Until the end of fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't hate weapon degradation. I just think it wasn't done well there. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like, 
slaps you immediately in the face as soon as you start that game and like put me off pretty pretty quickly that in conjunction with the stamina wheel mm-hmm. being as um as short as it is when you start off it was like when you start the game it's like oh fuck <laughs> i'm having a bad time <laughs> yeah it's it's a little rough at first and yeah. then the fact that like you have such a limited inventory too where it's like all right, right. i really have to like Think about how many fucking goblin clubs I want to hold, mm-hmm. you know, which one is, is going to break soon. So I just, I hope they, they tweak the systems at play that are there. Cause like, I don't think they're going to remove things as a whole. Like Breath of the Wild was, I think the most successful Zelda game ever, mm-hmm. like in terms of sa- uh, sales. So like, they're probably like, yeah, we did a great job with the first one. Let's just fucking keep going. With yeah. That. I don't think they're going to change too many of yeah. the systems but, for the sequel. Like things I would like to see them change. I, I want to see a return to traditional dungeons because I don't think their take on shrines, dungeons and uh, temples in terms of like the divine beast was very interesting. Hmm. It was very homogenous after a while. There's like what a hundred something shrines and they all kind of feel the same. Yeah. They all have one puzzle gimmick and then the divine beast, like the environments getting to them is always great. Cause like you're in these like kind of, you know, tribes or kingdoms that belong to like, you know, um, the Gerudo or the Rudos or, or whoever. Right. And it's like, okay, cool. But then the divine beast is like, yeah, these are kind of really standard puzzles. And then you always fight a version of Ganon at the end of everyone. And it's not super interesting. So I want to see a bit more dynamism in terms of, of that. And I want to see the big thing. I want to see, um, <laughs> what's the big thing. I want to see Zelda as a playable character. Oh, sorry. 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 It's like, what, what are my theories? I want to see Link's dick. I want to see the big thing. I want to see him hang brain. I want to see that hog. Show me that hero. <laughs> dick (laughs) but like i I want zelda as a playable character which is what a lot of people want and uh there's been some interesting theories about like you know maybe the fact that we aren't only playing as link or we're playing like a certain version of link uh barrett courtney had a theory that we're playing as like a a version of link that then became ganon which i'm like oh that's an interesting take but i i think there is a chance we could play as like zelda in kind of like a below world and then link like kind of in the above hyrule and kind of have it be like a kind of link between worlds maybe mm, situation. Link top and zelda bottom yeah got it so but otherwise like i i'm excited for it more zelda is not a bad thing for me what was kind of a weird thing was kind of the rollout of some other like celebratory stuff that they did for nintendo where it's like oh yeah we have our mr game and watch collection the, for the these game zelda and link ga- one yeah, yeah the game and links and then i thought it was cute yeah and then they did a little bit more of like skyward sword showcasing which is interesting which is amazing yeah because skyward sword yeah yeah i'm excited for skyward sword oh no no i am too and <laughs> i'm gonna I, play it i don't give a shit seeing the parallels between like skyward sword and breath of the wild too like fucking free falling and doing all the stuff yeah. it's making a lot of people think are like are they gonna like really tie these two games together oh they're about to it, yeah they're gonna do something big they're about to and if they don't then people are gonna be like oh whatever We're the gonna... end of breath of the wild 2 is the beginning of skyward sword no. It won't make sense. No, it won't. <laughs> but it would be amazing. So that that was a big one for me. Um, yep. And then I'll kind of run through the, the rest of them here. Uh, Hades, during the Xbox conference, was announced to be coming to Xbox, right? Yeah. Uh, it game a fucking Pass. lie. And it is. <laughs> oh, but sorry. But <laughs> then um, Supergiant and then Sony, after the fact, were like, oh, yeah, but it's also coming to PS4 and PS5 in August. Mm. So I'm super hyped to be super hyped to, to be getting Hades on uh, PlayStation. I have a thought. Yeah, I think that's um, a consequence of Sony not showing up at these shows. Mm. They they secede a lot of air to Microsoft 
where they can be like they can con- th- their message is completely controlled so they can be like Hades is coming to Xbox that's all that matters right yeah and you have to like wait until like a Twitter post that says like it's also PS5 yeah. you know <laughs> like uh, the same thing happened in Nintendo Direct where it was like oh shit a new fate new Fatal Frame and then I was corrected and it was like oh it's actually a old Fatal Frame it's mm-hmm. a Wii U game I was like oh okay it's coming out for Switch oh that seems interesting I'll finally get to play Fatal Frame. Yeah. And then I find out it's actually on PS5, PS4, Xbox, you yeah. know? So it's like, I, I wonder um, when it comes to third-party support, if that's just going to confuse people going forward where they're like, yeah, Hades for Xbox. And it was like, what about us? Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. I mean, maybe when they inevitably do their own event, they'll kind of like push it up there, right? If it gets maybe. in before August. Um, another thing too, like that I feel like would have been at Sony's showcase if they were there would be, um, we finally have, um, Tetris effect connected coming to PS4 or PS5. That's right. Next week. They're doing like the open beta for it, which is pretty cool. Um, I think it's what June 23rd until sometime in July, um, which I'm, I'm hyped about, but I feel like, yeah, that would have been a part of their conference as well. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been (laughs) a natural thing. Um, but yeah, Hades I'm stoked for. Uh, I want to see what that trophy list looks like and hopefully it's not as much of a bitch as, uh, Returnals was. Um, this was at the limited run showcase. It's River City Girls 2, the sequel to 2019's River City Girls. Oh, I wouldn't imagine that. Yeah. Sign me up. I fucking love, uh-huh. I love those beat-em-ups. I love what River City Girls 1 did in terms of its, like, kind of, like, leveling systems and just combos and just kind of, the whole, like, kind of combined beat-em-up and then anime feel of it. It just really worked for me. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, super stoked on it. That wasn't the that. only thing that was announced, though. No, they, uh, they're doing River City Girls Zero as well. or is uh, it... Just River City Zero. Oh, River City Zero. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe it is River City Girls Zero. But you still play as them, but it's like NES graphics mm-hmm. instead of like being SNES 16-bit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cute. I think it's a cool idea, actually. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of what Bloodstain did with their, um, I forget what they call them, Bark at the Moon uh, prequel things that were like NES styling rather than being the full 2.5D that the main blood bloodstained mm-hmm. ritual of the night was. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, what was it? Was it fucking like Circle of the Night? Fucking Ring of the Night? Fucking Jacob's Ladder of the Night? Something? God. Uh, Belmont of the of the Moon? They made two of them. They did, yeah. I don't, they made two of them. I don't remember. We gotta get Trevor in. We gotta, he's yeah. our Castlevania correspondent. Trevor would know, yeah. Um, my number five on here we already talked about, but Redfall. Super stoked on a new arcane title. Fuck yeah. Um, number six, Shinimagani, sorry, Shinimagana, Shinimagami Tensei (laughs) 5 or SMT5. Uh, they gave a full reveal (laughs) gameplay trailer at the Nintendo showcase and looks great. Looks really cool. I think my problem with it after having played Persona 5 Royal, which is really, really snappy in terms of its turn-based combat and just like oozing with style and, and, and vibrancy, this, I feel like it's going to be like a step back. Mm. And, it, you know, it's I, I can't really, like, hold it against SMT too much because they're two different franchises, right, that kind of run parallel to each other, Persona and SMT. Um, I mean, Persona's a spinoff, right? Yeah. So SMT is, is the uh, the, is the grandpa. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah. But, like, when you have Persona coming in and kicking ass with its mm-hmm. fucking, like, JRPG combat system and just everything else, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, like, want to go back to traditional, like, turn-based combat gotcha you know? but it looks really cool the world is super dark it's set in a typical like post-apocalypse you play as a high school character because why wouldn't you because that's all japanese games and you become this fucking like, <laughs> yeah why is that demon actually? warrior i don't know let us play as fucking college kids or adults Something what's going on yeah it's strange yeah um, i can't relate the high schoolers 
I'm a goddamn adult. Yeah. I can't play these fucking teeny bopper video games. No. First of all, why why do the most important things happen to high schoolers? Literally nothing important happened to me in high school. <laughs> I fucking like skipped school once and got drunk at a person's house, but that's like the most. I didn't fight God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's because JRPGs are like the the Bildung's Roman, the the coming of age stories of the of Bildung video games. Roman. Yeah, that's the, the actual literal that? literary term for it. But the coming of age stories for like Japanese uh, gotcha. consumers, right? Where it's like, oh, I got fucking Catcher in the Rye, but like know. people in Japan got SMT. <laughs> for this though, like the the combat looks cool, um, the world looks stylish, and obviously you're getting the the same shared universe enemies from from both persona little and Frostman's there little Frostman, you know so yeah it looks cool hyped on that what about you so i actually picked up smt3 nocturne the hd one mm-hmm. i haven't put it in i hear that it can be pretty aggressively hard mm-hmm. in a lot of places and there's going to be things that feel just obviously old yeah whereas like i coming from persona 5 maybe a um a little bit of whiplash but i'm sure. still interested because like this darker tone and this more like existential universe is a really interesting thing to me. Well, yeah. So I want to give it a try. So we'll see if that informs my intrigue. But right now I'm like, I'm kind of like zero on <laughs> this right now. Not, not, not in a bad way. I just don't know enough about SMT to sure. be excited about five. So, but I like that people that, that I trust and adore mm-hmm. uh, are very excited for it. And mm. it makes me feel like, Hey, this is something I should check out eventually. So that's yeah, it. I mean the, the one thing that'll probably bar you and me is like, it's on the Switch, so we'll pick it up, but we probably won't get super far with it. Is it only coming out on the Switch? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, Ooh, yeah that was the thing from Nintendo's oh, conference. Yeah, so. I don't know but I'll play I, Metroid on the Switch. You, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forget when it's coming out. I think it's later. Let me see here. So It's Shin coming Mag- out soon. Or not soon, but like it's like October-ish, right? Yeah, Shin Megami Tensei Five uh, release date revealed. It is coming. It's coming. It is coming. <laughs> November 12th. Wow. Exclusively to Switch. So, wow. interesting. Okay. Another thing that's coming exclusively is Starfield. To Switch? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's Xbox. Yeah. Games Pass. That's on your list, huh? That is on my list just because, What's like... What's going on here? Tell me. I want to be excited for, for Todd Howard's Worlds again, you know? Okay. And I just, you know, this is a, a title that he, he has been stoked to try and, like, work on it and put out there for a really long time. And I like space. I like sci-fi stuff. And granted, like, again, we got... So the first thing for Starfield that we got in, like, what, 2018, 2019, whenever it was, was just the logo, right? And this was kind of an expanded logo trailer, it felt like, where it's like, we didn't really get any gameplay. We got some walking. And then it was just somebody sitting in a fucking, like, you know, in a spaceship. And we saw the console where it was, like, the release date, 11-11. And again, like, what is there to be excited about when we really saw nothing? Right, there's an astronaut walking, sure, and they're flipping some uh, some starship stuff. Yeah, um, that's very exciting for sure for people. Yeah, <laughs> I just think the idea of as they're positing like Skyrim in space is Todd. Cool. Todd said yeah. that he yeah. literally said it's Skyrim in space, fucking space rim. They said it's going to be bigger and longer than anything they've ever done. He, that's he, what he said. He said that too. Yeah. So <laughs> that's I mean, what Todd said. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for it, but I'm also excited for it in the sense that like it is kind of like the 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 carrying of the torch of what is this bethesda uh xbox relationship this sure. marriage right this exclusivity and i think it's, right. it's cool it's gonna drive hype this monogamy for the platform and everything and i mean it's pissing a lot of people off <laughs> oh really yeah really i wonder if they uh thought to apologize for this in some form or fashion uh pete hines did 
Well, excuse me. Apparently, Pete Hines thought it necessary to apologize for having an exclusive game. Petey Heine came in on here saying sorry to the PlayStation base? Some quotes here. He did a GameSpot interview where he basically apologized for Starfield's exclusivity. Uh, Two quotes here um, from Pete Hines himself. If you're a big fan of the stuff we make and a game that we're making is no longer available on your platform, I totally understand if you're unhappy or pissed or whatever. Like, I get it. Those are all real feelings and frustrations. How should you deal with that? I haven't the foggiest idea. I'm just Pete Hines. I would never presume <laughs> to say, oh, here's how you can make it better and feel better. Second quote here is, I don't know how to allay the fears and concerns of PlayStation 5 fans other than to say, well, I'm a PlayStation 5 player as Pete Hines as well, and I've played games on that console, and there's games I'm going to continue to play on it. But if you want to play Starfield, PC and Xbox, sorry, that's it. That, that was, that's it. Wow. Yeah. All I can really say is I apologize because I'm certain that's frustrating to folks, but there's not a whole lot I can do about it. The, the fact that he <laughs> you did apologize the thing. is like, one, it's yeah. kind of stupid, but like, you know, I get it. Like he, I honestly can't, I can't remember any studio that's ever apologized <laughs> for exclusivity ever. Um, but cool, I guess. Um, well, I think it's also kind of like the signal flare for a bunch of other things to come with Xbox, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, yeah, we're going to get a lot more exclusive Bethesda games. Yeah. Get ready for that idea. Yeah. Too. Uh, you don't spend that kind of money to, to share. That's yeah. pretty much what it comes down to. That mm-hmm. That's understood. I don't, I'm not one of those people that thinks that exclusivity is bad or like poisonous to the industry. In fact, it does you know these moves do force companies to go all right well what's what's our showstopper right so in a way there is kind of like (laughs) the competitiveness is what drives this industry to give us interesting things right Mm -hmm. i think um the fact that xbox was trounced for quite a while by playstation made them say what's our comeback what Mm -hmm. are we doing and this is a part of their initiative (laughs) i'm sorry it is that's a kind of the consequence right but um, I, uh, when it comes to Starfield, I'm I'm interested in it mm-hmm. for sure. I don't have enough to go on. I'm sorry. Just yeah. the idea that Bethesda do space game is yeah. like not enough for me sure. to go fucking loony for. Like I get it. They have a pedigree. People love their games. For me, I've always been kind of like um, up on their games, but middle of the road as far as my excitement for their shit goes. Because I've I faced a lot of bugginess and a lot of overly robust open worlds filled with narratives beats that i didn't really care for right but i am excited for this game in the sense that it is a no man's sky with something to fucking do Mm. (laughs) that's that's what i that's my vision for it right it's like cool a no man's sky with actual rpg like narrative and and fucking combat and cool things right Mm. i like that so give me that i think i think the main thing here and it's probably it's understated but the fact that they are going to be working closely with Microsoft on this game, right? And mm-hmm. the technology is going to be there for it. There's, it's probably going to be. Didn't they announce that they're? It's running on a new engine too, like yeah. all together. Yeah. So the fact that like it's harnessed in house, they don't have to worry about pushing it out across other platforms. Really reels in the rate of catastrophe for things like bugs and like other problems that'll come up. For Granted, sure. like they will still be there, but I think having it be an exclusive. Thing will i think land a more quality experience in the end i think you're making a very 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 salient point yeah. because i just played a ps5 exclusive yeah called ratchet and clank rift apart and the, it's just brimming 
with quality moments, yeah. quality gameplay, quality graphics, and it's because it is focused on being made for one machine. Mm-hmm. I do agree. I think Starfield might be pretty spectacular yeah. when it comes to their other games, which have historically had to stretch themselves across different platforms. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right about that. So, I mean, but who knows? It could still be like kind of a, an aimless world, as sometimes those worlds be, can be, but I think mm-hmm. like there's just such a a ceiling for fucking storytelling in, in that world. So sure. yeah. And, and because it's a pass, passion project of Todd too, like, you know, whatever, whatever Todd is Todd happy maybe, about. Yeah. Makes me happy. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones. I love Indiana exactly. Jones. <laughs> but also this being on my list also speaks to how kind of like there wasn't a lot of heavy hitters this year. Cause I think any no. other year, this probably wouldn't have been on there. Um, and then my last three here, my number eight is outer worlds Two. We got a sequel announced for it which is fucking awesome let obsidian keep fucking making games under that title because like outer worlds is spectacular and i think it's cool to see them branching out and continuing to do new stuff outside of the fallout ip you know and i feel like maybe which they've been doing for the last 20 fucking years yeah <laughs> i feel like a lot of people maybe slept on outer worlds but like it was just such a colorful comedic interesting world mm. um and then the dlcs i heard were pretty good as well so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hyped for that. But so. yeah, on that on that point, it does pretty much put the gabosh on you know the idea that Obsidian would be tasked to make a Fallout now, and in fact, yeah. why would they want to after investing so much into an original IP? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure like they've been ruminating and ideations going on left and right for like how do we top our our IP? Right? Mm-hmm. They don't have no interest in doing a New Vegas two for y'all guys. Like they got to remember, even though it's exciting for gamers to be like, oh, Obsidian back in Fallout. Yeah. It may not be exciting for the developers yeah. to already plunge a world that well wasn't theirs to begin with. It, I, we can get into the interplay argument, by the way, because <laughs> there is um member like basically people that made the original two Fallout games started Obsidian. Mm-hmm. But what I sure. mean to say is like, hey, yo. This is their baby that they made from the ground up. Why wouldn't they want to continue working on it? So, makes sense. I mean, I could see now it all being in-house, like, you know, maybe certain devs getting cherry-picked and working across the two studios, but, like, I don't think you're going to get Obsidian solely working on a fucking Fallout game anymore. No, Um, and then we still have Avowed, and they're still supporting Grounded. Oh, yeah, yeah, Grounded. There's an audience for it and a scene for it, but it's it's definitely a game I I haven't touched. Hell, I'm interested in Avowed. I think that's yeah. going to be Oh, that looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my ninth one on here is going to have to be a Fatal Frame. Wow. What is it? Maiden of the Black Water? What's it called? Uh, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll no. we'll just assume it is. No, yeah. Fatal Frame, uh, Maiden of Black Water, which Got is basically just a fucking remaster port of the game from the Wii U. Yeah. But it looks cool. It looks really dark and just I want to play a Fatal Frame game. <laughs> and yeah. I think it, that's perfectly housed on the Switch. So. Super and the cool. other thing is, if the, if it's a Wii U game, there's a 99.8% chance I've never played or heard of it. Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a fair point. So, new game to me. And my last thing on here, which was technically a Summer Games Fest reveal, was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which we got right. uh, at the start of the Gearbox conference, which, again, like I talked about last week, I just... More Borderlands isn't a bad thing. No. I think we've gotten a lot of, kind of, too much Borderlands in a short amount of time, which kind of, like, made it tiring. But knowing how the the DLC uh, went for uh, Borderlands 2 with that Tiny Tina, what was it, Assault on Dragon's Keep or whatever it was called. That's right. That's right. Um, And having this kind of play in that same ballpark as its own standalone title is 
pretty cool to me. Right, with Wanda Sykes, Andy yep. Samberg, mm-hmm. Will uh, Arnett. Will Arnett yep. is the bad guy, by mm-hmm. the way. Perfect bad guy. And then, of course, Tiny Tina herself. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, Ashley Birch. Birch. Yep. Yeah. Love it. And we know people working on that game, so. Do we? I do, yeah. Well, uh, one of my Twitter mutuals, Skelly, she does facial animation. Oh, for, uh, for oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know the yeah. community manager, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just hate Randy. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I'll fight him. This his conference made me hate him even more so yeah 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 Yeah. so those were some standouts for me um obviously i think like there was peaks and valleys for both xbox and nintendo for me uh and unfortunately where i wanted to be most hype was square enix but it just they didn't have anything for me oddly enough yeah okay but i'll I'll turn it to you what were some of your your highlights here's my my 10 highlights sir my number number one on here what wasn't at e3 but fuck it right (laughs) elden ring baby wow come on it's the most exciting thing to happen fucking like of all these fucking titles you Mm -hmm. have to admit it jeff had it jeff did it jeff made it happen for us okay Mm -hmm. And I, I read that huge Miyazaki interview that IGN did. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good information. Apparently, the big thrust, the, my big takeaway, take control, fine. Look for the word freedom. He said it 17 <laughs> times, right? Like, he's like, this game is about freedom. It's an mm-hmm. open world. We want you to travel it. We want you to fucking explore it. We want you to, like, learn the story that way. Mm-hmm. And the gameplay is built around this idea of freedom mm. and it's 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 interesting i want to see what he means by that because like whenever miyazaki has like an itch to convey a concept mm-hmm. it ends up being like the most unique take mm-hmm. on that concept yeah. where you're like what is this right like when my dude said i want to make like a samurai game where you feel like the ebb and flow the fucking nervousness the 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 how, how would you say um just the the one-on-one sword fighting of it all he gave us something fucking super unique super mm-hmm. cool right so I'm su- I'm super into it. It's mm-hmm. a fiefdom, if you will, of <laughs> six lords. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the tarnished. Light used to be in this world. Used to be a very a bastion, but the light went away, unfortunately, because the Elden Ring snapped. Mm-hmm. Fucking poorly made. Poorly made. Right? Might have been copper for all we know. Probably. And then everyone got all fucking goofed up. But there was these people that were exiled before this event called the Tarnished, where the light just went away from their eyes. Was it the Tarnished or the Untarnished? They are the Tarnished. Oh, okay. They uh, just didn't like the light no more. Hmm. They're like, fuck this light. And then they're like, well, you got to get the fuck out of this town because you're bad vibes. Only good vibes <laughs> in here. No criticism. Bad vibes. Yeah. Out. But they come back. They're drawn to this event again and that's who you play as hmm. and uh yeah everything sounds super interesting and uh you know george rr coming in there came up with all the characters and stuff uh that you run into mm-hmm. and apparently he even said to the design team um i you know you could throw out anything i write mm-hmm. like as if it doesn't serve the gameplay then like don't put it in there but rather they kept on saying well no, we don't want to throw out what yeah. you wrote. They actually found they fell really in love with his writing. What what I love about this most, and this came out in one of the the interviews, where typically Miyazaki and From Software games are are made with mechanics in mind first, and they build the story out from that. And mm-hmm. then this was kind of built the opposite way, where they laid the foundation of of George R. R. Martin's kind of narrative uh, backdrop and and kind of lore building that he was doing. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll build the world and mechanics off of this, still knowing they obviously wanted mm-hmm. to make it an open world game. That was, I think that was always going to be the through line of always. it. But they built the mechanics based off of like the story he penned, which is very different than they've they've done in the past. Yeah, 
if you don't remember, um, there Dark Souls Two was supposed to be open world, mm-hmm. and it just got to a point where it was just too much, and they had to scale it back and then like recut it all down to what we know it as today, which is more traditional Dark Souls. Yeah, it seems like it's something that the team has always wanted to do in one form or fashion. So I'm I'm glad to see it happen. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what could it be? What's it gonna do? Uh, how different is it going to be from previous titles and their thing? But he kept on saying that it's um, definitely the culmination of all of their work. How can you not want to pick that shit up, right? God damn. I mean, that's every studio that I love, right? Where their latest entry is always going to be this kind of like epic culmination of all of their previous efforts, right? When I think of like Naughty Dog, right, and how like The Last of Us Part Two was just like everything Uncharted and Last of Us was kind of building to in this one game, and then thinking of like you know Insomniac and other studios, so it's like yeah, I'm fucking mega hype for this. It, it didn't make my list because technically it was a Summer Games Fest announcement. Ah, so, um, no, I just cheated. My second one is also a fucking Summer yeah, Games Fest. Fair. I'm sorry. It has to be that way. It yeah, has to play it how you want, man. Yeah, my second one's Evil Dead: The Game, announced by Jeff Keighley last year. We finally got some a uh, little more gameplay on this one. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks like Dead by Daylight type, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but it has more PVE action from what I'm seeing in the trailer, which is really cool. Bruce Campbell was uh, narrating it as well, so it's nice to see that he's fully involved with this because he's always a good sport about Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's probably a pretty good bread winner, winner for him as well, uh, where it's like it's easy money because it's like I don't even have to leave the house to voice Ash again. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it, it looks really cool. I'm really into it. It looks like it's very much speaking to me as a fan of the series, mm-hmm. where it's got characters that I would never expect to see in a video game from both. Uh, the TV series Ash vs. Evil Dead, some from Army of Darkness, representation from the original film, like his sister is in the game as a playable character. It's fucking crazy. Super cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really into it. Um, I mean, we're both like big Saber Interactive fans, like with their previous effort, World War Z, World War right? Z. So like, yeah. I'm just hyped to play more. I'm hyped to play a different one of their games. Yeah. Like they're mechanically sound, um, and knowing that this isn't just going to be a shooter that there's going to be like melee based stuff and it's going to be like kind of like play with the weapons and and tone and fun of the evil dead world yeah because like those mm. movies and and the show were never played straight right no (laughs) no they're not like straight horror yeah right um and then in this one when it comes to the combat as well with the melee combat it looks like it's got a bit of a crunch uh you're definitely doing like execution kills Mm -hmm. in the game too you know with the shovel like decapping deadites it's exactly what you would need and want from an Evil Dead game so far. So I hope it doesn't shit the bed when it comes out. Ooh. Hey, sometimes games shit the bed. Fair enough. Uh, number three is a game we already talked about, Metroid Dread. I love Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. I love Metroid. I was very excited and did not expect them to announce this game. I, I don't I think just, anybody did. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. It, it's cool that they kept it under wraps for a while. I mean, I think I heard one leak about it, but that was like like last week, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, And I was like, oh, maybe... Like, you know, when, before any direct, it's like, maybe, and then it never is, <laughs> right? Especially when it comes to Smash characters. They're like, oh, dude, it's going to be what? It's going to be Rabid Peach. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Rabid version of Peach. That's who it's going to be. I, oh, I got good, good authority on this. I'm like, no, 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 no. End up being Kazuya. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it to Nintendo, like, across the board. Like, they, I think, only had one major leak, and that was the, the Mario plus Rabbids game. But that ended yeah. up getting announced at the Ubisoft conference on, on Saturday 1st. But yeah, I think that would have been a cool thing to like have revealed first without without the leak. But right. otherwise, like yeah, all their stuff like came out fresh and like whoa, we didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't expect fucking Kazuya and Smash <laughs> either. 
No. Like, that's so cool. Like, but it makes Tekken, sense. Uh, crossover. Yeah, the Tekken people make Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's not just Nintendo these days, if you if the kids at home weren't aware. Good old Bandai Namco. <laughs> Good old Namdo Bamkai. <laughs> uh, number four is Redfall. We talked about Redfall. Redfall is definitely up my alley. I love horror, and I love shoot-shooting vampires. What? would be your biggest hope from redfall a game that we technically still really know nothing about gameplay wise oh it's third person okay (laughs) fair like i think that would be uh the the character designs are so cool and vibrant it would suck if the whole thing was like first person yeah i want to see my character man i like how diverse the cast is yeah yeah for sure like there's definitely uh a lot of thought put into that Mm -hmm. um i forget her name but she's definitely getting a lot of play online Mm -hmm. the the one character that they announced the main like black character Mm -hmm. yeah she looks awesome her character design is really great and it's cool to see people like get stoked about it too where it's like that's a character that looks like me i've never felt represented in a game before so yeah that's hype could you imagine that that upsets some gamers Mm -hmm. they call it political you're being political that's fair yeah well, I mean, for people like you and me, like we politics don't go in games. Are always represented in games, right? Like every game comes out, and there's a Jack that is us. So, like, <laughs> that's yeah. Jack <laughs> is finally a video game with me as yeah. the star. <laughs> I've a, always needed the kill chaos. Just a normal fantasy lover who wears a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah. An- another thing that I would be pretty hopeful in the game is, um, fuck. I would love to take on, like, you know, giant beasts together, right? Like, mm-hmm. Back Back for Blood has, like, that going on, where I thought it was just, like, oh, just normal zombies and shit. No, man, it's, like, gigantic beastos coming mm. in. So that would be cool for Redfall to do, but yeah. I got number five on here, Somerville. Talked about it before. I think it looks really cool. It looks a little War of the Worldsy, but it's got a cool art design. It looks uh, neat. I want to pick it up. It's Xbox exclusive, apparently. Mm. So gotta go there play it Sorry. i'm gonna need to get a fucking xbox or i'm gonna need to do what oh, you boy. did buy a pc and just get games pass just get game pass man yeah. just get that game pass dog uh number six looked interesting another smaller scale title called replaced what's wrong you gotta place. i can't place that name replaced yeah. oh it's a cyberpunky kind of um it looked like katana zero but the art style was more intricate oh right right it it was the one that like basically looks like blood runner but you're going around having like fucking melee and gun downs like with uh different enemies and and the um the camera does like really cool like zoom ins and outs it just looked very vibrant it's definitely like uh it's a side scroller that's up my alley. Cause... Was that at Xbox? Yep, okay. sure was. Damn, yeah. Like, you don't I was... remember that show? <laughs> well, I don't remember where that was. If it was yeah. at uh, that or if it was at Square Enix because it was they were back to back. So no, that was that was Xbox. Damn, sure. Xbox man, you had like a lot of fucking good moments. I'm telling you, they had like a ninety minute showcase. <laughs> yeah, but uh, number seven on here. I know people are <laughs> half and half about this, but I am actually looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy. Speaking of a ninety minute showcase, yeah, a lot of people kept on trying to compare it to Avengers because that's their only point of reference is like this is mm-hmm. the last square enix marvel thing and i'm like no this one's single player that's one mm-hmm. thing that they wanted to put down their foot and say this is a single player only disappointing side about it is you only play as star lord mm-hmm. while the rest of the guardians are like with you in combat they're npcs which ah. is like dude ah i want to play as all the guardians even if it's single player right but i don't know yeah like give me interesting situations where i can kind of like be gamora or be fucking rocket raccoon and just like swap between them based off of uh scenarios i think that would have been way cooler but maybe to scale just developmentally it was just like oh for sure like we're gonna make it single player you're gonna play as fucking peter that's it right like (laughs) look look that's what happened to avengers they had to prioritize like hey you can play as all the avengers and then they forgot to put environments in the game yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that's basically what happened right 
So very hard to scale. We got a 20 minute reveal of this though. It was a bit much. Uh, which took the wind out of a lot of people. Yes. Uh, Especially if you had Final Fantasy on your brain. Like, it, yeah. you, you didn't get it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it showed off some cool gameplay stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, super stylish. Got the music like the movies did. Probably hit a few people with DMCAs <laughs> in the process. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, there's a subbed out version on, okay. on the main E3 channel where they replaced all of the music that was licensed with, like, friendly butt rock. Cool. I love friendly butt rock. Fucking awful. Nice. Yeah. It's ba- it was bad, Daniel. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, I yeah, the combat looks really interesting. The thing that got me is that I think they got the humor right. Mm-hmm. That feels like the one winning thing that you have to do with Guardians, True. right? I think you might still have that weird un- uncanny valley problem that we had with Avengers, <laughs> yeah. which is like we have an idea of what the Guardians look like in our head, and then you show me some other white guy mm-hmm. uh, playing Chris Pratt's role, and yeah. it's like, what's happening here? <laughs> like it, it always it's a little off brand. Yeah, it's only because graphics have gotten so good. Like if you're not doing a super stylized like graphical style, mm-hmm. then I'm just like looking at it going like that. That should be the the bad Chris, the most Christian Chris, <laughs> instead of this guy. But yeah. Uh, number eight is Death's Door. Ooh. Death's Door, actually, we saw it last year. It is isometric, hack and slash, mm-hmm. looked like it has some roguelike elements to it. Mm-hmm. You play as a raven. Heck <laughs> you play yeah. as a raven with a sword. It's pretty cool. And he's doing the work of death. He's going out there killing motherfuckers. That one's coming out next month, dog. Where did we see that? Was that Devolver or was that somewhere else? That was both at Devolver and it was at the, um, I think it was PC? at the PC yeah, Gaming okay. Showcase as well. It was at one of those, but it was at two different places, and it was like, there you are. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do, like, cross-pollination and kind of promote a game. But it looks dope, and I'm, I want it. I'm all for that mm-hmm. isometric, kind of, like, Diablo feel. And I got some anime for you, man. Oh, I love anime. What are we talking about? Juju Kaitsen? We're talking about Full Metal? We're talking Cowboy Bebop? What are we talking? I don't know what the fuck you just said. Those what? are animes, dog. What? Juju Kaitsen? Um, Gundam? That Gundam. Gundam. Here, let me talk your language. DBZ, power level. Oh, power level. Uh, yeah, ha-ha. dude. Yeah, Giver. Giver. Yeah, I know Giver. <laughs> uh, number t- uh, number nine is Tales of Arise. Ooh. Tales of Arise looks hot as fuck. I am new to the Tales series. There's mm-hmm. about five hundred of them. <laughs> 501 if you count uh ds and i don't even know if there's a ds one who cares <laughs> i've only played tales of Viseria, but i really enjoyed it i thought it was a cool take on those kind of traditional rpgs because it wasn't traditional in a lot of ways especially in its storytelling mm-hmm. i wonder how much of tales of arise is going to play without those kind of concepts but it seems like the big push is they are running on like a new engine and they have new um combat in it and the combat look fucking slick mm-hmm. so far so very action based i like action combat my mm-hmm. rpgs i can't just sit there fucking sitting here like I'm, I'm fucking filing taxes you know waiting my turn what the hell is that yeah what the fuck waiting my turn i'm an american i don't i go to the head of the line yeah okay i am the first on death mountain me what is it called it's actually space mountain space mountain <laughs> i'm hacking and slashing my way through fucking 70 minute lines to be at the top of fucking thunder mountain yeah, yeah no i feel you dog yeah like... it, it looks stylish it looks fucking gorgeous <laughs> and honestly like the tales series i feel like it has its niche audience but this could be the one that like helps kind of bring it into the the mainstream 
Yeah, depending, maybe. I mean, that sometimes happens. Yeah. But. And then the 10th thing on here, because, again, it was like one of those years where it's like, you're not really showing me that much that's hitting me. Uh, uh, Diablo 2. <laughs> they showed it at the Xbox showcase again. Yeah, wasn't expecting that. And it looked even hotter than before. Mm. I was like, yo, this is looking real fresh. And if you think it looks too fresh, you can switch the graphic style to the uh, original oh. uh, graphics from, um, what was it, 1972 when this came out? What was this? <laughs> 2000. I think it was 2000 on the dot, yeah. 2000 on the dot? Yeah. God damn. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm into it, man. I love Diablo and it's co-op, so we got to jump into that Oh, shit. yeah. We're going to fuck. That's going to be we like the new up, doggy co-op doggy. hotness. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, that was that was a big one that I just did not see coming. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool to just see it get represented because like where else were they going to stick that, you know? Yeah. I mean, they've already shown it before. Yeah. Mm-mm. They're just showing it again. Yeah. No, we saw it at the last, uh, what was that? DiabloCon or BlizzCon? DiabloCon? <laughs> yeah. yeah, BlizzCon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They canceled this year's BlizzCon. They did. You know? Because they understood that they didn't have enough to show and they didn't want to waste mm. people's times. Is that understood for all of the publishers that pretty, showed up? Pretty Is that understood. understood. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, those are our top tens. I think we, we got a, a solid kind of like sprinkling of a little bit of everything, every genre. There's there's some stuff to look forward to. It's just, I feel like the, the most hype stuff is the most unknown for me. In terms of like, oh yeah, when is this coming out in 2022, if it even comes out in 2022, right? Because like, Breath of the Wild 2 got a 2022 release window, right? Mm. They're just like, yeah, we're, we're working hard on it, we'll show you more when we have more, right? Fucking Starfield, right? Like, I would love to think that that's coming out in November 2022, but could slide out of it, right? It could. Yeah. It could. Very so, big potential. Like, the, the, the AAA heavy hitters, the things that, like, I really fucking love, it's just, like, I, I really don't know when those games are going to happen, but, like, it's cool to see them at least in motion, right? And get mm-hmm. support at this uh, this E3. So... I would say so. I'm trying to look over the Xbox and Bethesda announcement showcase here and see if there was anything else on here, so... Not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we got Contraband. It's a new Avalanche Studio game. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is coming. 12 Minutes, which I know is... Uh, Pretty big for a lot of people. Um, they keep showing that, and it's it's hyping people. It's got up a that lot. McAvoy. Got that McAvoy. That McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. That was kind kind of it. I mean, there's a lot of like great stuff in here in between for people. I think like Shredders, that new snowboarding game, might hit hard for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> it could. It could. Who said what? <laughs> it could. It could be for that fucking Riders Republic group of people that, that love like just really fun sports games. For the same idiots that want Riders Republic come yeah. Shredders. Or, or Party Animals, you know? Uh, Let me stop you in Party Animals for right <laughs> Sure. Um, so there's a game called Gang Beast, mm. right? Which is made by an indie uh, indie developer mm-hmm. studio. This game is a complete fucking knockoff of Gang Beast. I'm sorry. I have to say it because it's not even like, oh, a little bit inspired. It's the same camera angle. It looks like the same fucking physics. It's like everything through and through. And it's not the same developer. I was like, oh, maybe this is like a sequel or a spinoff to Gang Beast. It's not. Mm. It's not, dog. Now, I'm okay. I'm okay with studios <laughs> wanting to play with mechanics and stuff that works. But can you at least visually make it look like any fucking other game? Yeah. Like, like it's crazy. Give it its similar. own, like, visual style. Like, it's way too similar. Like, goddamn. But anyway, anyway. I don't know why this isn't on the list, but Stalker 2 Hearts of uh, Chernobyl looked pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, I've never played Stalker before, but yeah. It's, I haven't either. It's got a big PC uh, kind of cult following for it yeah when i saw it I, I honestly thought it was like a new metro game but yeah it's a first person yeah. kind of role-playing survival <laughs> sort of game so it looks looks cool was the third metro good by the way because it's on sale right now uh and they did the ps5 re- like upgrade for it no idea i was think i was thinking about it because i don't know 
There's monsters. What, that it. was what? Exodus? Exodus. Yeah. yeah. I remember there being some conversation about it, but I don't think it was always great. Hmm. Yeah, it, just, it was kind of middle in conversation. Okay. So. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and Sea of Thieves is getting a Pirates of the Caribbean crossover. So move over, Jack. Right. No, he's he's got to come in, though. No, move over, No, Jack. he can't move over. He's got to get in. No, we're getting he's Orlando gonna... Bloomer there. We're getting fucking Keira Knightley. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so that was kind of... That was the was bulk kind of, of like was, the, uh, the Xbox One. Uh, looking back at the UB Forward one, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, Watch Dogs Legion DLC, Just Dance 2020. Yay! Uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Cool. Just kill me. Uh, and then Werewolves Within getting a movie trailer. So yeah, that movie looks good. Yeah, I want to watch fun. it. Looks a lot of fun. Uh, Square Enix. So what else on here spoke Square to you? Enix. Are you excited for the um, the War for Wakanda, which is like the next DLC installment for uh, Black Panther? I'll definitely play it. Yeah, I'll definitely play it. I I was afraid that they weren't going to give us like a new biome in mm. Wakanda and just like have <laughs> fucking Black Panther walking around Utah <laughs> or yeah. whatever the fuck it is. Um, but no, I I like that they're actually putting a little more uh, oomph to this. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get a release date from what i understand it's like later this year right yeah god do you remember like the what they the way that they pitched this that it would be just like a steady flow of content and mm-hmm. characters and now we're getting like hey the next official character is fucking like sometime in 2021 after hawkeye hawkeye being the last guy that they gave us yeah oh, meanwhile we're, we're still waiting on spider-man which was supposed to have been out by now <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to happen with this game. Yeah. Well, actually, I do know what's going to happen. It's going to fucking get sun, sunset. Yeah, sure. but I, there's this obligation uh, to keep showing it and to keep supporting it. And much I'll, I'll say this in the same vein of, like, why do we get a 20-minute uh, Guardians trailer, right? Uh, you don't pay for partnerships, and especially Disney themselves, they don't put themselves out there to not have their game shown off and yep. put out there. So, like, they're going to keep this shit going until it's done because they're like, we put, right. we put the money down on this. We, we gave you the IP finish the game yeah <laughs> you know yeah so far it seems like sony's been the best partner for marvel yeah in terms of like insomniac and, and spider-man yeah yeah yep, yep. uh i mean marvel ultimate alliance 3 was pretty good right you know it was good and then people just kind of walked away from it immediately because sure. it was exactly their expectation for a sequel to marvel ultimate alliance didn't exceed it hmm. it was just kind of like oh, okay this is fine you know okay yeah and then Babylon's Fall, uh, which I was excited right. for at a point, but it looks like a completely different game now. Yes, it does. <laughs> and it looks like it's a live service title as well. Yeah. So this is a Platinum Games action title that looks a lot like Godfall, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's them, so it's more exciting. But yeah, I, I don't know. It. I watched that footage and it was just like, okay, sure. Yeah. Like, we'll see. I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't totally sold on it. I was super kind of, what's, what's below lukewarm below lukewarm yeah room temperature no room temp worse worse than lukewarm yeah. fucking oh yeah liquid sitting in a hot car kind of warm luke is hot luke is hot what sitting in a hot no you're hot on it then if it's in a hot car oh yeah <laughs> no it, it, it just warm. gets colder if it's underneath <laughs> yeah, lukewarm that's dog fair. that's fair <laughs> I was Jack Frost on this game. Well, I'm trying to think of, like, what, what would be, like, a, a lesser lukewarm impression, like... <laughs> Luke. All right, fine, I was, fine. I yeah. was fucking Luke on this, dude. I, Yeah, I was super Luke on this. <laughs> there you okay. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the last thing I'll shout out is Life of Strange, True Colors. I got a deeper, yes. deep dive into its empathy mechanic. Super and deep dive. Shout out to the the homie, uh, MXM Tune, Maya, who has a song for it. She was the, the, the girl who was, like, promoting it, and she's like, yeah, my music's in this game. Oh, she did the cover of Creep 
that was uh, used for the initial reveal trailer. Ah, yeah, so very cool. I don't know why I called her the homie. I don't know her, but like, mm. I don't know. I respect like the way she puts herself and her music out there, and uh, she's really great with like community management and like you know being both a musician and somebody who like kind of is part of her community and, and fandom as well. So yeah, she's I'm, she's great. I'm more I'm I'm into this. I feel like the conversation kind of like drifted away for season two, mm-hmm. and then this one being its like own game, not episodic, yeah. has me way more interested. I, I I would rather have a full experience. Yeah. yeah oh my. yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything else you want to deep dive outside of Nintendo? Because that would be the last thing I'd probably want to run through. Oh God, I mean not entirely there's a few okay so limited run had a few cool announcements including dusk is coming to switch and ps4 oh cool dusk is kind of like that uh uh, who you call him uh new blood Mm -hmm. uh publishes it right and um it's it's kind of like a callback to old like pc very like you know twitchy shooters and it's Hmm. really cool like quake old quake oh that's pretty cool yeah but it's got a huge horror vibe which is really cool um and then outside of that i think it's cool that river city girls is also coming to ps5 mm-hmm. uh but yeah oh and skatebird <laughs> skatebird skatebird fuck is that it is a it's exactly what it sounds like okay. daniel a bird that skates yes we and, got those games they're called tony hawk yeah but this one has a bird not the bird man <laughs> okay. it's a bird bird <laughs> um I think it's cool um, that Super Hot's coming to Switch and PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. That's a pretty um, popular uh, PSVR game. Yes, and I played it in VR. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, actually, in VR. There's a lot of Shantae games on here. What the fuck? Uh, a lot of them are just re-releases and uh, such. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what the fuck? There's like a billion Shantae's in this world. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, let's actually end on Nintendo then. Let's talk about some of their shit that they uh, showed off. They started with um, the murder of most characters yeah which is the funniest way to reveal smash characters so i think nintendo knows their audience with how they do these smash reveals where right. like they just have so much fun with them yeah yeah we're gonna get this tekken character in, and he's gonna throw ganondorf's body off of a cliff it's pretty and funny. the arms girl i forget her name Susie arms and no one knows elastic girl no that's pixar <laughs> <laughs> could be right and then we're gonna throw kirby off but kirby is kirby so therefore you know kirby can't die can't Kirby's forever. Kirby is canonically <laughs> the star of Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> like that's true. Yeah. So that was that was pretty hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool. And I I like that uh, he actually has combos, like ten button combos, mm-hmm. just like in Tekken oh, and that's stuff. Cool. Yeah. And it was really cool. It, it was a cool moment hearing the PS One fucking theme for Tekken in the middle of a Nintendo Direct. That was neat. I was like, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we had here. We're getting Life is Strange remastered. Oh, we forgot about that. Life is Strange is getting remastered, yeah. and it's also coming to Switch. Uh, and then True Colors is coming to Switch mm. as well. Let Guardians. Me ask, can I ask you about... Yeah, yeah, Guardians is... Actually, that's interesting because that's going to be a cloud-based version of the yeah. game. So it's not going to be actual, like, cartridge. So mm-hmm. they did that as an experiment with Resident Evil 7 in Japan. Yep. Why not now, right? Like, if it works, it works. Bring it, bring it here, man. I'd yeah. love to play <laughs> 7 on the Switch. It makes me curious to know if maybe it just can't run natively, or, like, what mm. what is going on with it. But yeah for sure for sure i imagine inevitably like when we do get that rumored uh switch pro which sorry gamers it didn't get announced yeah. maybe we'll get a cartridge version for that but yeah let me ask you about this how what's your level of daniel excitement dan excitement dan excitement okay dan excitement for mario party superstar so i'm gonna get on my fucking excite bike and i'm gonna park it because <gasps> 
this is fine. He's going to the store. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing about like this is like it's what a re-release of like levels we've gotten from like the N sixty four games yeah. and and otherwise like it's it's, it's a cool hits, like doggy dog. Yeah, like it's a cool greatest hits thing. Um, I I think it's a little weird to like price it at sixty bucks. Sure, it's fine. I don't know. I I mean I had fun with Mario Party uh in the past like the what Mario Party two and then there was one that I had on the Wii. I forget which number it was. If it was seven or or eight, might have been eight. Yeah, eight. but so I had fun with those. But like Mario Party is not one that fucking gets me moving. Like I'm not gonna go to a midnight release for a Mario Party game. They just kind of sure. they they just are. They're those interstitial Mario games that are very like you know. This is how we're filling out our portfolio of like our first party games that you love and yeah, you know, yeah. It it'll be cool, but yeah, it's I've never been up on the Mario Party games. Yeah, so like my yeah. excitement is just kind of like yeah, it's cool, and that's that's my pulse for a lot of games here where it's like this is cool. This is cool for people not named Daniel. <laughs> like I'm glad it's here. I'm glad these franchises are getting representation, right? But like not for me like the fact that like we're getting a new WarioWare, right get it together mm. super cool but like again i'm not gonna i don't think i'm gonna buy a WarioWare game i'm definitely not gonna drop everything for a warrior yeah game. i'm so. sorry yeah that, that's a, that's not really my my jammy yeah there's a lot of things like that in here like advance wars for instance mm-hmm. getting a one and two reboot i know a lot of people are super super up on this they really want this yeah i've never played advance wars and tactical games don't really do anything for me mm. but i'm happy that people are happy some people were kind of like on and off with the the style, where like the old style was like that pixelated style, what a and surprise. the new style is kind of like this weird. I don't even know what to call it. It's uh, it's it's 3D. Yeah, like an up-res 3D version yeah. of what we got before, and like it looks it looks cool. Like I'll, I'll give it to it, but like yeah, I've never played those games. Yeah, yeah, I don't so. know if I would start there. I want to point out one game, one game, okay, that I might actually get. Hmm. Cruisin' Blast. The fucking spiritual successor to the Cruisin' USA games. Oh. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a racing game where you got dinosaurs in the background and crazy happenings. And it's got this colorful style and fucking sweet San Francisco jams. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Cruisin' Blast. I'm all about it. I'm all about the Cruisin' Blast. It's an arcade. You ever play any of them? Uh, Yeah, I probably played like one arcade game. Yo, dude. Cruisin' USA was... I had it for N64. I played a bunch of it. I I remember like the box for it. Like the box art. But I never bought it. I want Rush to come back. You oh, remember San Francisco yeah, Rush yep. uh, 2049? Yep, that one <laughs> was great. Jesus Christ, that was a good one. Uh, we talked about Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom Eternal DLC is coming out. Strange Brigade is actually coming out for Switch. It's like five bucks on console right now. It's a third-person shooter where you just like shoot at like classic Universal movie monsters. Yeah, I had to look back shit. at the... Well, I clicked through the link and I was like, what is that? So, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, it's interesting. Um Danganronpa Decadence, I think, is something that got a lot of people hyped, where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. Danganronpa's coming to the Switch. I don't know what the fuck Danganronpa is. It's a horror visual novel, but okay. it's, like, silly, like, almost, you know, tongue-in-cheek horror. Yeah. I know it's got, like, the kind of, like, tuxedo bear, the black and white bear with yeah, the, the red mascot. eye. Yeah, the mascot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not likely to play Danganronpa, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I'm not likely to play a visual novel game. <laughs> yeah. I like reading a novel, though. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. But it's like a different part of my brain being activated. When I when I sit down for video game, I don't sit down to read my big screen. Okay, it's blinding. It no, hurts my eyes. I like when games have visual novel elements to them, but it's not the whole game. Like I think no. of like near replicant, right? How it had that one visual novel moment, or like the the sim character aspects of Persona Five, right? Where I'm sure. like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm fine with this because it's it's a component to the game. It's not the whole game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we kind of got this this Zelda block here. So like. 
Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity expansion pass gameplay revealed. Cool. Awesome. Um, I wonder if we're going to get a lead in maybe to story stuff or maybe a reveal. Maybe like some lore nuggets for like Breath of the Wild 2 in it. (laughs) Lore nuggets? Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Um, And then we got the Legend of Zelda Game & Watch thing, which is, it's cool. Oh, it's cool. For me, it's like, I know people are going to fucking go nuts. They're going to buy it. People are going to scalp it, right? Oh, yeah. But, like, just put those games, like, on the Switch, right? If they're not all there already. Because I know Most at least of them half are. of them are, yeah. 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 Well, not the fucking long-armed Link uh, yeah. ping-pong game. Yeah. but um, I don't think Link's Awakening is on there. The original Link's Awakening? Yeah. No. No, the remake is. But um, Legend of Zelda 1 and 2 are yeah, exactly. available. Yeah. And with that i'm just like it left me wanting more in terms of like the virtual console situation for like you know uh what do they call it i forget hmm. the snes console and then like just the the hope that there would have been like an n64 one where it's like we could play n64 games oh the little mini yes yeah. no, no 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 it's part of your <clears throat> nintendo online oh it's uh, just switch online switch online okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so like my hope was like yeah i wanted more zelda games coming through that pipeline not this fucking weird sure. thing but yeah, you know yeah. whatever they gave us Zelda fans things, right? And then we got fucking Breath of the Wild 2, which was fucking yeah. hype. So they went, So one thing about the Direct, though, mm. they went out of their way to say that the only other game that they have in the pipeline is Breath of the Wild 2. Mm. So it seems like we're getting no more Zeldas in the Switch? Or did they just mean for the 35th, that's all they have planned is Skyward Sword, and then... Yeah, that's all they have planned for that. Because I, oh, okay. I inevitably, like, we're, we're getting, like, probably another, like, five-plus years out of the Switch. There's no way if we're not getting... there's a pro, yeah. Yeah, another Zelda iteration, whether it's a port or, like, a... Sure. Like, Link's Awakening, like, remake-style thing. Do the Capcom ones. Yeah, uh... Oracle, Oracle of Ages and, and, and Seasons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are actually some of my favorite Zelda takes, like, when you get other publishers and developers to come in and, like, do something with that world. Like, I thought that was fun. And then the, um, I haven't played them through and through, but, like, Cadence of Hyrule, I think that's, like, a cool take on on, uh, the Zelda world as well. So, like, do those. Like, those games are really great as companion games on the, uh, was it the Game Boy Color, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's for Because I remember playing those in middle school. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now we're old men. Yeah, we're old men. Still watching video game commercials. Yep. So from Nintendo. But oh, I love that they still do that. <laughs> they still do it, man. Yeah, they it's got me brand. with the fucking like the Pavlov dog thing where it's like they do it and I fucking salivate like a dumb bitch. I just get hard as hell. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have to like tuck it underneath the belt, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um you had like the Nintendo fans like start crazy after this we're like oh my god Uh, nintendo saved e3 and i'm just like well e3 wasn't that much of a disaster and nintendo just did what they always did (laughs) it's true it was fine (laughs) yeah like the the, like e3 was fine there's a lot of cool games coming out there you Mm -hmm. go that's my takeaway every fucking year there's a lot of cool games coming out man i i i I, i'm sorry but i can't (sighs) it's not the end-all be-all dude Mm -hmm. there's exciting things that occur and are announced year round mm-hmm. right like fuck fucking just come on <laughs> just come on be i'm not saying like be happy you don't have to be mm-hmm. there's things to be critical about especially as this being organized an event like that i'm critical about mm-hmm. which is like yo some of you kind of dropped the ball when it came to not wasting our fucking time mm-hmm. you know and i get it these are these this is like your push your marketing push this is a time where you know 
all eyes are on, but you run the risk of looking a little bad if you just have, I don't know, let's say the CEO of your company talking to actors, right? So, <laughs> like, it gets boring. That was Kevin Hart, Kevin. Come on, <laughs> he's a big deal. I know, I get it, I get it. I'm not... I'm just not that excited. It's Roland. <laughs> like I thought, like that was their chance to show a little bit more of that uh, Wonderlands, right? And then they're like, "Well, here's some concept art," and it's like, "Okay, yeah." So you concept had... art and kind of just talking about how it's going to play as like a standalone title. Yeah, and it's like that's cool. Um, the joke going around was could have been an email for like a lot of this, <laughs> and honestly, there's a lot of truth to that. Mm. Could have been like, hey, could have been just you know blog posts. Could have been some trailer you released that you happened to release in the same time. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to make it like a thing because you're always going to run the risk of people going, oh, they're doing a show. They must have something really cool to show. Sure, Capcom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like god damn it. But otherwise, it's like it's fine because I have a couple of games I'm really excited about, and I got some touch bases and things that were announced in previous years that mm. also look cool. Right on. I move on. <laughs> yeah, because like at the end of the day, like. It isn't the end of end all be all, and we're gonna get more announcements throughout the summer. And yeah. there's always gonna be another conference, and there's always gonna be another E3. It's like just because like we didn't fucking get Mother Three or Metroid Four Prime or <laughs> Metroid Prime Four, I should say, or like whatever, we'll get more stuff. Video games are always coming out. Like it's an ever fucking pumping machine of fucking games on every level. So like, you know, oh, if you didn't get what you wanted. Hold your breath, you know. It'll it'll happen soon. Hold like, your breath for like, a while. A lot of people were kind of upset with Nintendo that like we didn't get any Pokemon stuff or we didn't get any like Animal Crossing stuff and I'm just like, well, they do a good job at containing some of their IP reveals in like siloed mm-hmm. directs, like doing a Pokemon direct or doing an Animal Crossing direct. Right. And it's like there's still room to do stuff like that. So, yeah. But my question for you is kind of like an end note as like E3, right? Like Obviously, last year we went without it and it was fine, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's still going to be like this staying force in the industry that people feel like they need to show up to? Because obviously, some people have already decided, i.e., Sony, that they don't need to be there. And like, what what does it need to do to kind of evolve to stay like relevant? I think because like, I think this is like a annual thing that gets people, casual gamers, hardcore hardcore gamers, like excited for it, but like. It is diminishing over time, it feels like. Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, the question of relevancy about E3 comes up every fucking year, right? Yeah. Like, you can make one argument one way or the other, but the name at least matters, you know, to a mainstream audience or a mainstream enough audience. And I think there's always opportunity with names that matter, basically. When it comes down to, again, I don't think this was a great e3 but it's you know it's great that they were able to still put it together after um being gone for a whole year right like we were all gone for a whole year it feels like in one way or another and to come back to it and still see like hey you know what some of these old tried and trues are back that's great i do think when it comes to improving some of what they have going on is that yeah Maybe clean up the showcases a little bit because there was like a, it seems like there's a lot of satellite things going on mm-hmm. that all acted like that they were like a bigger thing than they were and then they ended up not being yeah. <laughs> you know maybe make uh, more relevant showcases if that's the case right mm-hmm. um, but what was the second part of that question what what do they need to do to draw people back in like Sony or um, I mean what do they need to do just kind of like evolve be relevant oh, to evolve yeah like what what would be like e3 2022 right like what does that need to look like for it to kind of like 
be improving over time and not give us something be, we've never seen before. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, that's what you got to keep on doing. Yeah. Um, and I know that's a hard thing to figure out, but I think there's a lot of power to the idea that, you know, having bigger integrations for your audience in a showcase, such as, Hey, this game you're seeing your eyeballs that are, that you're on right now that you keep on putting Gex in the chat for <laughs> download the demo right now. Mm-hmm. This demo is available right the fuck now and have that be more consistent, you know, rather than like, Oh, well, it's up to, uh, maybe like the publisher or something, which it is, it is. But mm-hmm. if they, if like ESA could be a driving force to be like, no, 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 no. we want to gather it in this way. We want to do things like this. Mm-hmm. Cause it sounded like they were trying that right before yeah. they're like, they're thinking about like a model where people like pay in to get like games and stuff. And then they, it didn't happen. Yeah. I'd be interested to see like what the, um, the sign up for it was too. Cause like there was like media sign up for like the digital event. I'm like, what, so what did that incorporate? Right. Were there demos? Were there like, you know, extended like interviews and stuff? Like, I don't even know what that encompassed, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think there is like, that's the thing about these conferences that were primarily in person where it's like you have the opportunity to show off a game and then play it right after, you know, much like Nintendo does with the Treehouse, where it's like, you're going to fucking, you're going to play Super Smash Brothers right after you just saw fucking Kazuya just murk a fool, right? It's <laughs> yeah. going to be great. Um, yeah i think there needs to be like a i don't know just kind of a a doling out here and there of like just demos and stuff that we can play like kind of in the moment like they tried to do with final fantasy a stranger of paradise right where it's like okay cool we announced this officially at the square enix thing demos playable today Mm. like more stuff like that i think i think um one idea would be having like a really built out website like a landing page Mm. or like a landing site where you know you know you're going to be able to watch all the showcases on this with a pretty you know high latency or low latency i should say uh media player Mm -hmm. but have cool things like um you remember the stupid amazon picture in picture thing not not picture in picture but like when you're watching amazon prime Mm -hmm. there'll be like hey you press pause and all the actors are named the wikipedia yeah or imdb thing yeah like what if it was like hey here's a reveal for somerville and then it's like oh by the way uh a little pop-up goes on in the screen if if you want it enabled that Mm -hmm. says uh have a deep dive interview with the um you know the creators of this game and you just queue that up for like after the show and just have like integrations like that where it's like wow this is a really cool command center for Mm -hmm. like everything e3 i can download my demos here and i can fucking watch like deep dive interviews or i can watch an extended version of this Mm -hmm. trailer that i'm watching right now like figure out get me to be in there and make it interactive because what you're showing off is about interactive media be interactive yourself donkey dog i'm surprised they didn't make like an e3 app Right. for that situation entirely right. they did make an app it was for the media people and it was a piece of shit where they made them make like a, a me yeah but like so <laughs> it was horrible they could have done that thing though where it's like yeah. this is our app it's a platform this is actually where you need to watch e3 yeah, where, yeah, yeah. like you i'm know. just saying they did an app that was yeah. useless for I know, people yeah i want them to do an app that's like oh you want to be relevant you're relevant if you're on my fucking pocket you know yeah. on my pocket i'm losing words we've been talking for a while sure i, th- <laughs> yeah. I think if if the, the improvement thing for me is if they're going to do another digital conference, which it's very likely, I feel like the, the going back to all in person is like, it's, it's rough going, you yeah. know, even, even 2022, I think a lot of people are going to have reservations about stuff, especially cause it's like, well, I don't want to spend the money to do it. Right. If I can just do it remotely. So if they're going to do another all digital thing next year, especially with streaming being as prevalent as it is, you need to be more streamer friendly. I think mm. the, the, the fact that like a lot of E3 could not be co-streamed, especially when you have influencers like really pushing this stuff up and doing reacts and stuff like that. Like I, and I get maybe part of it was like, they didn't want to deal with like DMCA's and shit like that. Like, and not have it be their fault, but like 
again, it's like content creators and influencers, you really underestimate how far they go in terms of like selling products and brands to their community and people and like swelling hype outside of just standard announcements. So like, I think they, they got to do better at that. At least Mm -hmm. that would be my big uh, push for improvement for them. Um, But yeah, I mean, as a whole, it was, it was, it was good. Good, not great. Right. And I think for the most part, like the highest grade I could give my favorite conference would still be kind of like a B plus. Like there were Mm. no like A S conferences for me. Um, There was an A S S (laughs) conference, but I'm not going to be mean. Um, And that's the other thing we'll, we'll talk about here. Um, A lot of people work their ass off to make this digital E3 happen. And it is very disparaging for you to tear them apart and DM them and tear apart this thing they worked for and and put together and showcase as a demo. Like I'll use guardians of the galaxy as an example, right? Like just final fantasy fans just tearing it apart because like they don't like Marvel. Right. A lot of people work their ass off to show off that thing. And it was a hard thing to do and a hard thing to get right. Mm. And probably took a lot of crunch and a lot of stress and they made it happen just so you can have your video game commercials. So like chill out, don't be fucking rude to people online because like you didn't get your fucking reveals like you wanted to just be mindful. Like we always say there are people behind these products that are developing and wanted to showcase the things that they've been working on as labors of love. So just be cool. Mm Y'all just be cool. Be critical of ideas, not people. Yeah. When it comes to entertainment, maybe, yeah. I guess. Unless you need to be critical of a person. Unless you need to be critical of people. Yeah. There's no laws anymore. There's yeah. no rules. <laughs> Tear them apart. Rip them apart. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. I I mean, I'm an excited for Guardians. So mm. I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. Give it as much hate as you want. I'll pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I'll get it there day one. I'm a fucking... I'll, I'll get it day one, man. Marvelous megalomaniac. That's yeah, how dude, they get I love me. Marvel, dude. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's all I got. Do you got any other closing thoughts on E3? I want Elden Ring. There we go. <laughs> ah, looks really good. Well, I yeah, I hope E3 next year has a um, more of a kind of an oomph to it, mm-hmm. I should say. You know, I, I I don't expect another year of dreams ever. In fact, I can't even remember what the year of dreams was, but... Oh, I can. <laughs> I don't expect it, mm-hmm. um, but I would love for it to be so big and so cool and so interesting and so unique that, you know... People like Sony or publishers like Sony can't say no to wanting to be there. Mm -hmm. I don't see it happening, and maybe that's okay, too. I'm also okay with there being a world where E3 doesn't exist, because there's plenty of, uh, well, figures in the industry that are willing to figure their own thing out. Mm -hmm. Jeff being one of them. Yeah. Enemy number one to the ESA. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So we'll always have a thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it is a good... It's still at least a good thing for these, you know... I think about the smaller guys more often than the big guys because Halo is always going to get its gas no matter what. Sure. But things like Somerville, things like Replace that I wouldn't have known of or cared about Mm -hmm. if it weren't for the fact that, hey, Xbox took the time to say, take a look at this shit, guys. Knowing that it's not going to land with every single audience member, but knowing that, hey, it's going to land with people that have never seen this before. Mm -hmm. And that's enough. I like that shit. Yeah, same. I I like E3 as like a showcase of like, indie darlings and stuff you wouldn't otherwise get right it's it's great because it's like you have so there were millions of people watching e3 across multiple days and it's like those are eyes that otherwise would not see these games no. so no there's power to this event mm-hmm. whether or not it can remain relevant is besides the point it <sighs> yeah. still is hollowed ground in some way for a big portion of gamers out there they've been doing it a really long time it's been around since what like the 90s yeah so. 95 i believe 
It's crazy. I know. Time. But, I mean, for a thing that was downtrending up until, like, 2019, right? Like, I think once we move away from, like, the COVID full impact of, like, these digital impressions, right? And inevitably, maybe it will go back to being in person in full in 2022 or 2023. But, like, that's where I hope we get these bigger fucking reveals again, right? Um, But also, like, maybe... It was just a weaker year because of COVID as well, right? There was a lot of stuff that obviously probably wanted to get like oh, definitely Absolutely. announced, but yeah. just There's got no maybe out. It. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said it as a maybe. It's a hundred percent, yeah. Where it's like that probably took the umph and, and wind out of a lot of people's sails, and like <laughs> the umph things mm. probably weren't ready as they probably normally would have been. Sure. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I hope that in person comes back for no other reason except for this, Daniel. Hmm that the very loud, obnoxious Bethesda guy gets to attend in person again. And yes. Talk! Oh, my God! Oh, I'll just call that line! It's about you, yeah. friend. It's about you. We're living for you, Bethesda guy. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, well, well let's land it. Uh, thank you guys for listening, as always. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter, at Save Room Show. Let us know if we should become venture podcasters and content creators into the new asmr space should we should we try and break into that market or should we just stick to gaming i'll fart into a mic <laughs> you kind of already do i already show feet yeah mm-hmm. i show those little toesies oh oh yeah <laughs> do you make people like redeem like channel points for it or do you just give them away no for free? i just wow. i'm just i'm like the fucking game pass dude, <laughs> of, of feet <laughs> you know you just come into the channel boom you got it love it <laughs> you got a steady flow of feet oh nothing man. but soul there mm-hmm. i could probably suck my own toes you know oh wow i'm pretty flexible yeah yeah okay i don't know i don't want you to suck your toe right okay. now we're not on camera so it's like no you know but people waste. would have to hear my mortified reaction <laughs> putting your foot in your own mouth i could do it dude yeah i know i listen i don't i won't underestimate your abilities fucking dare me bro <laughs> all right put your foot in your mouth make it a year of dreams for me let me see you eat your foot <laughs> fucker well, anyway, good night, everybody. Good night, guys.